If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's <Right. laughs> But I kind of feel like I kind of got taken for a ride by Grant Cameron and Ray Hernandez with that free stuff. The Edgar Mitchell free organization, ET's got a bad rap, ET's here to help. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with friend of the show, Alex DeCaris, a little bit later. Of course, we were big fans of Alex's show long before we ever had our own show, and now he's a fan of our show, and it's this weird sort of surreal thing, and he's been a big supporter of ours over the years, and it's amazing we haven't met him yet, but I feel like it's coming. If we ever get out of lockdown, we'll probably meet Alex. Uh, So it's a fantastic chat with Alex. We get into some great stuff, maybe some controversial stuff, broaching the topic of evil, and it's just a fun chat. Alex is a great cat. we got everybody's favorite podcaster grandma llama ding dong dunlop <laughs> how long have you been waiting to say that i think i've used it before no i don't think so not all the way like that no, no that was good that was good <laughs> i think i have i feel like you've been watching kids shows a little bit too much or something in reference to your own kids so you know somebody be. sent we that should in. be clear about those kind of quotes now somebody sent it sent it in. grandma llama ding dong i like it yeah, call him grandma llama ding dong i like it yeah, Alex's this chat is good, man. His his book is interesting too. Because when we had Grant Cameron on, and it was I think it was after Alex had him on, and Grant was talking about how he doesn't really think there's a good and evil, and it's all perception and subjective. And the people that we, you know, you might think are evil, they don't think they're evil. They think they're helping the world some way. In some way, they're thinking that they're doing good. But Alex really brings it to a different different level of, you know, if people don't believe there's evil. Take and people and people like think that you know it's just it's just part of what, sort of what's happening. Like, it doesn't you know just because that person does something? Like, I think his example is of uh, uh, let's say Aleister Crowley summoning some devil or something, right? You know, it doesn't matter if it ha- if it's true if it really happens or not because he believes it. Well, Alex is like, well, no, it's beyond that. It's about consciousness. Doesn't matter if he believes it or not. Maybe it's true. Maybe something happens there. So they, you know, they're able to discount the materialists are kind of able to discount this whole thing, right? By saying, ah, it's not real. So who cares? Of course, if you want to skip all our lazy ramblers and our little introduction here, there's yes. always a little timestamp and then show notes. Are you? Do you think I'm going to get into some right lazy ramblers here? I do have a rant. I do have a rant. I do. I'm fully in, I'm lazy full on already. It's amazing you don't smoke weed. I know it sounds like it, eh? I know. Fuck. You know, I used to, I used to speech when I smoked weed, right? We used to have these speeches. Speeches? Yeah. Get high and do speeches. Yeah. And then you'd be like, and then we'd be like, and then we'd be like, okay, I'm back. I'm back. And then you'd come back to reality. Like you'd flip in and out of like the present moment. Right. And we'd used to say, we're back. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Like, cause you'd go on these little trips. Right. 
you know, speeching mm. about stuff or going away. And then you're like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. It's all coming back to me now. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Those are the good old days though. That was before it became a problem. That was just, you know. What's that? Speeching? No, weed. Oh. You know, getting high, that kind of stuff. You know, is before that a, became a problem. Is it a problem? Oh, with you. It is for me, with me personally, yeah. 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 Didn't you just have your twelve years clean? Yeah, well, that was quite a while ago now. That was back in March. That was back, you know, beginning of COVID. That's like a whole other <laughs> lifetime ago. That was in the old world. <laughs> that was in the old world. So the new world, you're just I'm getting started. <laughs> fucking I'm only like four months sober in the new world. Oh. How was your visit with your mom? That was sister? good. Yeah, it was great, man. Yeah, good. yeah. I think we talked about it on the last show, so I don't want to. Did we? Bore. Well, a little bit. I mean, it was a while ago. But yeah, it was great to see some family before, you know. Who knows what's happening? I mean, my mom's still kind of scared, um, even though she's kind of on board with sort of what we're thinking, but she's still got that fear, you know? She's a little bit uh, older with some arthritis and stuff, and, you know, it's uh, scary for those old people. It's scary, man. I feel like crying. I was out there today crying. or yesterday Again. yesterday, and, and just seeing how scared everybody is, man. It's it's just, I feel Are sad, man. I feel, have you been out that. in the city lately? Oh, the city is... I had to go to the city. I had to go to the city so for a bunch of errands. It depends where you go. Yeah, but I was all. I had to go to a few spots. Because I went to Princess Auto? Yeah. 10% no, max. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just people are scared. It's pretty scary. And you know, so I was doing some research because I called you the other day and I was... I'm going to do a little bit of rant here because we live in such an interesting world. I don't know where to start here. There's so many crazy things going on. I mean, part of me... You know, I'm sad for all the people that are scared, but on one hand, I'm like, this is like, we're podcasting. We've been doing this for seven years. We've been talking about UFOs and consciousness and conspiracies. And now what kind of, what the world we're living in? I mean, it's crazy. So UFOs are real all of a sudden. I mean, you've got, you know, Bob Lazar texting Jeremy Corbell saying, uh, I got now I got to take a picture of it. I got, remind me to tell you about my sighting last night with Maria. Real yeah, it got, oh yeah, it, it's it, it's and I got an email to correspond with it as well. So Bob Lazar to Jeremy, and I mean I don't know if this is true or not, but it's funny enough. I thought I never thought this day would come, and Jeremy's like, it only took more than thirty years for people to realize you have been telling it like it is, and this is a text from Bob, because you know now apparently right, uh, you know. The, UFOs are from another world, and the Pentagon's Is doing that what the research. They said, so they came out and said they found not craft quite. from another world. No, 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 it's not that bad. But everybody's reading into it like that. Oh. I mean, it's pretty much another thread that disclosures happen. Like this is what the ufologists have wanted for seventy years: for somebody in the Pentagon or the government to say we're investigating legit UFOs, right? Because they used to make fun of them for years, for decades, right? Everybody's there was no too legit mad at Trump to give a shit. We're too busy giggling <clears throat> kids. Ari Mufan. Oh, geez. Well, that's interesting. So I wonder how that play, if that plays into this. Oh, I mean, oh, it's just. So there's a new pen. And then Mike, my buddy Mike, responds to me. He's a new Pentagon statement. Gauff, I think that's one of the guys there, confirms the defense. Department of Defense is creating a task force to gain knowledge and insight into the nature and origins of UAPs, as well as their operations, capabilities, performance, and or signatures. The mission, he says, will be to detect, analyze, catalog, consolidate, and exploit non-traditional aerospace vehicles, UAPs posing an operational threat to U.S. national security, and avoid strategic surprise. I mean, you know, 
that's what we would have wanted when we started this thing seven years ago. And we were talking about UFOs a lot, and I, I mean, it was like just just acknowledge it. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying I buy into to that. Like, it, there's obviously you know my trust of the media, the institutions, and the the deep state is at an all time low. So I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. trust anything that Into they the say. Point where but you don't care about their disclosure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that interesting? It doesn't even cause that much waves, right? The UFO community. Well, I mean, it's probably split down three ways, but I mean, from our point of view and the sort of the podcaster community we're in, there's, we don't even really care. We're, we're just questioning it, you know? That's right. So you had a little trip to Cabela's, did you? Got yourself some survival gear? Well, I, yeah, I'll talk. But I, this, I just got to keep going on this rant about how crazy we're living in. Because you know, you've got Trump pushing, he's wearing a mask now, pushing vaccines. I mean, you know, there's the SpongeBob address on his on the license that points to little St. James Island. I mean, there's stuff coming out. Hollywood is getting ripped apart to shreds. QAnon, I mean, one of the biggest conspiracies in the world is getting uh, trashed by Twitter. Like they deleted, what, 7,000 accounts on a whole bunch of threads or something. I mean, you can't even talk about QAnon now on Twitter. Like, why is it that big of a deal? I mean, I know people are getting harassed, so it's pretty, you know. Big deal. <laughs> but there's might be something there. You never know. Meanwhile, true. the cities are burning and the mayors and the, the governors don't even give a shit. I mean, true. They're, letting, they're letting the crime happen. You know, oh, you got true. the governments, BC government, telling you that in this time of COVID, you should maybe do it doggy style and do it reverse cowgirl instead of looking at your partner in the face. I did some. And use glory holes. I mean, this is coming from the government. Would you have ever <laughs> thought that they put that in a fucking thing? Do you think glory official holes would be a thing? It's in the, it's in the thing. <laughs> it's in the press. Like, Glory holes they said the glory bar. holes. They do. They want you to mess around yeah. without contact. See, this would be good for the local hookers. Go down to the bar, get into the handicap stall, get comfy, glory hole it up. Just tuck a 50 through the fucking slot and stick your pecker in and away you go. And that's like <coughs> government approved. Government approved glory hole usage. I mean, this is, this is insanity. There's the guy in Brundy. Did you hear about him? I haven't heard about any of this stuff. While the, people, while the people of the Western world occupy themselves with wearing masks, pointing fingers, and using so much hand sanitizer, it literally kills them. The big world of geopolitics still ticks along, following the same tired old patterns with only slight variations in method. A modern twist, if you will. Here's a summary of that Burundi's recent history. The president of Burundi, Pierre, oh, I shouldn't have, Nkurunziza. Hmm. Dismissed, dismissed COVID as nonsense. Now he's dead. The president of Brundy was vilified in the Western press, of course. The president of Brundy expelled the World Health Organization from his country. The president of Brundy died of a sudden heart attack. The new president of Brundy immediately reversed his predecessor's COVID-19 policies. That's just the short version. So there's a long version. And there's a shitload of awesome comments at the back of this. So I called you the other day thinking... Because yes, I because I watched I wa I read a couple of mainstream articles on what was going on in our local area and I'm like holy no wonder why people are freaking out right all of a sudden there's triple digit increase in in positive or in I shouldn't say positive because they say cases right mm -hmm. I don't know if they're using the pool the pool case stuff like like in the states the pool testing you know but they're pointing they're they're tra tracing all these cases to like the fire and ice hookah bar and some other private party. And so, somewhere else, there's like three places. I'm like, what? 
That's no wonder why people are getting scared. I mean, these people are talking about tracing it all the way to the, I'm wondering if they're using pool testing or not. But then I thought, are they using this PCR testing? Because we know about, we've read that article, we've read that article about PCR testing and what, and it, even the CDC says it can be missed. A a positive result from the PCR test can be a common cold, influenza, or a respiratory illness. To be clear, you Or pneumonia. What? You've read it. We've. As people, we, as a people, lot of yes. us, okay. a lot of us yeah. have seen it. We've okay. read it. It's there. It's the part of the official yeah. narrative that Easy doesn't make any power. sense. Your hand sign. Oh my God. <laughs> it means exact, precise. <laughs> oh my God. The evidence just keeps stacking up. <laughs> You're fucking unbelievable. I wish I could get a picture of that. So. You're yelling at me. All the false, all the false positives, right? <laughs> all the false positives, right? Yeah. And I think, well, we've, I thought in my naive ways, I thought we've, we've gone past, remember we heard about the PCR testing way back in March, February, March. Hmm. We knew about the false positives back then. I thought, did you think they were doing a whole bunch of different tests, testing ways? Uh, like I, I thought know. they were doing a whole whack of different tests. Like no, I maybe didn't. blood, I maybe these other, test. some are quick, some are slow, but. I assume they had one. What? I assume they had one test. So I go in into the Alberta health or Canadian health, the official thing to find out what kind of testing are they using? They're using the, the swab. Yeah. They're using the PCR testing, the PCR test. Natasha got tested. Did you pass? Yeah. Okay. By failing, I guess. Yeah. Or, but being She's negative. negative, yeah. Check it out. Well, as long as we're talking about COVID, I got I'm not done some, yet, though. I got some of the finger condoms. For what? Your glory hole? For the cuts on my finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. For when I'm doing stuff in the garage oh, right. or yeah, having good. a shower. Yeah, yeah. I just roll right on them. That's pretty loose. Yeah, well, I've been using them a little. <laughs> you, you, you reuse the finger condoms? Well, it depends what I'm doing. <clears throat> you can roll it off and on that easy? Yeah. Wow. They should make real condoms that reusable. Uh, should they? <clears throat> nah. <clears throat> so, just so like listen. Wash it out so anyways, done, so we are still using this ambiguous test in Canada. I thought maybe Canada had different, different types of testing because that's why sort of our, we seem to be somewhat under control compared to the States. We're still using We're it. We're just doing less of so it. So how is this, how is this ambiguous test creating such a worldwide frenzy. Tell me. Tell me how the science makes any sense at all. That you can be, a positive result can be all these things, and yet we're using that as the scientific basis for a shutdown, of ruining businesses for wearing masks everywhere? I can't tell you. I, I, it's mind-boggling. I've given I, I, up. I, Not given up, but definitely checked out. Yeah. When you called me about the local... Um, Articles, I had no idea what you're talking about. You're just saying letters, and I'm like, I'm just, You've heard, we've talked about I'm just it. Trying to calm don't you play down. too dumb because we've talked about it on the show a number of times. Like, you're, you were here, kind of. <laughs> just testing, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. I know. We've been talking about it being bullshit for like four months. Check out the Secret Sun article. Uh, he's got a couple of great blogs in there. Chris Knowles talks about. Us being on uh, Rune Soup and the Skeptico, and it's pretty cool. Uh, he, he mentioned a lot of us. It was pretty pretty awesome. I never talk about COVID again. It'll be too soon. 
I know. I just felt like I got to talk I about know. it on the show, man. I feel I like know. we got to fucking at least try and like try and say some things. It's so crazy. It's it's You're it's preaching to the choir. I know, I know, but it you know. So sorry to talk about it again, but you know, I do have some other stuff to talk about here. I got an email that's pretty alarming to read, and then Uh-oh. I can talk about my UFO sighting. Let's hear about the UFO sighting first. So, so Maria and I are going to bed last night, and we're like, well, I, "Too bad we can't." see the stars like wait like, can i bring it under the stars no okay there we go <laughs> we had the new moon, moon dark, dark sky which is great <laughs> had a plan camping pitched a tent went back there for the night crystal clear darkest night so i had to read that meditation did the singing bowl and that shit starts happening pow, pow, pow. okay all right all right Okay, I so we could just add that into the jingle. All right, all right, okay. all right, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so we're like, I'm like, well, we're out in the country, you know. We should, we can be, we can see the stars. We'll go to our sunroom. There's glass room. I'm like, there's a glass roof there. Let's lie down there and we'll uh, check out the stars. You know, do some star watching. And it was just still, it's still light out late, so we're just getting to see the stars come out. And we're pointing at different stars and stuff and. And she sees this thing skidding across the sky. Like, she's like, well, what is that? What is that? And it's like a, what we see when we go see five, really. It's like a, a light, silent, no sound. And it's in sort of airspace. It's way bigger than a star. And it dims and brightens, dims and brightens. And it kind of skitters and moves across the sky. And we're following it. In a straight line? For, no, not really. But not it wasn't really super either. curved. But I was like, is that a plane? It does, there's no flashing lights not on really. it. I don't think it was a satellite. I checked the eye. We're like, well, it could be the ISS. Then we saw another one come through. And this one was kind of more of it. didn't dim and bright so much. It just went straight across. Um, And then we saw a flash bulb. She she saw it it flash three times. I only saw it once. Well, we we had our heart chakras open, I'd say. But we weren't. I wasn't officially trying to summon it. But, I mean, I'm always out there. I'm always out there, like, you know. Trying, I mean, trying to see something. You have to right? have the like, cloak on to be official. Yeah. And the little moon thing, like. So we're trying to figure out, like, is that the ISS? So I was looking up the ISS routes and stuff, and it doesn't seem like that could have been the ISS. It's not coming around at that time. What about other satellites? Can't bright. you get an app that tells you all the satellites? Yeah, there's all, all the satellites on my on my Skywatcher app too. But was it any of that? I don't think so. You don't. But did you check? I did. Yeah. You don't seem like... Because right. I don't think it was a satellite. It was too no. bright. A satellite, if if at all you can see them, I mean, it's it it's turn? way up there. No, it didn't do... I. It's hard to tell because it was blinking out and it disappeared for a bit and came back. So it was hard to tell. And then when did it disappear completely? Like just sort of further down the line. And it's hard to... Looking through glass panels and the thing too, it was kind of hard to, to see it. Exactly, like when it disappeared. Like, it, did it fade away or blink out? Is what you're asking? Yeah, I don't know. I've better to burn out than fade away, or how's it go? Yeah, I'm gonna say know. it's a satellite. A satellite. A satellite. Yeah. Well, the go ahead. Secret Whatever. satellite. Can, oh, that's why don't I don't want to upset you. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe if you need me to. So then I get an email today. Silver blinkers from Paul Storing. Hey guys, hope all is well. It's Paul here. Just wanted to write in and update everyone on an experience I had this weekend, July 26th. So it's a beautiful, mostly clear night here in Quebec, and I'm sitting alone by the fire after 11 p.m. in my backyard. 
I had just finished checking my phone and seen a friend make a post about eating some mushrooms and partying with some friends, so I wished them well on their journey. I closed my phone and felt pretty happy. Heart chakra was definitely activated. I go back to what I was doing like most nights, watching the fire and scanning the skies, now and then looking to see what's out there. A couple minutes go by and up in the sky, I notice a silver ball going by. It was clearly larger than the stars and seemed to be lower as well. I thought maybe it was the ISS until it blinked out and reappeared farther away than a second one appeared. Any chances at the same time? Same object? I don't think it is. It's, he's talking about 11 o'clock his time and it was like 11 o'clock our time and he's in Montreal. So he's two hours ahead. So it would have been, our sighting would have been one o'clock, but... They started exhibiting the same behavior, flying for a distance, then blinking out and reappearing somewhere else. I'm pretty excited watching this and vocally welcome them and thank them for stopping by. I try to make contact and communicate using some CE5 techniques and positive intentions, but for the five to 10 minutes they were doing this, by the end of it, I had the feeling it wasn't safe for them and that's why they were blinking in and out of this dimension. I thanked them again for stopping by and wished them well and the experience ended. They were gone. I went back to my fire pretty happy and about an hour later, I caught the ISS flyby. I grabbed my phone to check its location with the app. Seeing it go by was definitely a lot smaller and higher in the sky compared to what I saw earlier. So it was a good confirmation for me that it was contact. I wonder if that's the same time you've seen your thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You mean his timing's off? You mean? No, like when he's seen the ISS, that was around the same time you're having your sight. Oh, yeah, 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 maybe. I, no, I don't think we can see. You can't see it from that that far. Cities apart like that. You, I mean, Toronto has a completely different ISS schedule than Calgary. Yeah, by like a few. No, like, no, 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 no. It's off. No, it's way. No, 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 no. Weeks? Days. Days. It goes by like no, I just was looking it up last night. night. No, it's only, there's only two sightings for Calgary in the one day, like one at one Oh three AM and the next one close to the time that we saw it. And then when's the next one? Like tomorrow or the next day, like it's only one or two on the same day and Toronto's different. I looked it up. <laughs> well, that was my experience for the rest of the weekend was quiet. Thanks for reading and see you in the chats. Good vibes. Grab America. What's so funny? I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just letting you know that I didn't, I'm not just assuming all this, right? I did. I'm not saying it's true, but I did look it up on the ISS watcher schedule thing. I think the ISS goes by like several times a day. Okay. Whatever. Every day. Whatever. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You'd think, eh? but no, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> Is it, it's swerving? Curves? The ISS? I don't think it swerves. No, me either. I've seen lots hey, of Siri, how often does the IS... Just, you don't have your phone. No. I shut off my phone. I All right. Sh Anyways, that's my rant. I got an email, an interesting, a scary email to read, and then uh, that's about all I got. I shut off the uh, listening capacity of the phone. Good. Good or at least you. I think I did. Whether or not that... They can turn it back on. Yeah, they're probably listening anyway, but yeah. I tried. What's this? It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the week. 
Did you hear about the China the China spies as well and those seeds being shipped? I mean, that's in my an unusual my unusual list of things that are going on. Do you hear people in the states just getting s- seeds that say earrings on the package and they're seeds from China? They didn't order them. Did they plant them? <sighs> plant them. Imagine what they do there. Maybe plants it and gobble up humans or take over the world or something. Didn't you notice there's going to be a human goblin plant where it's still small enough to... What if they grow real quick? How quick? I don't know. Maybe it spreads everywhere. It takes over the place. This is the, this is the new warfare. Biological warfare. Plant warfare. Is this like... Are you talking about Chinese in general? It probably wouldn't work very well. Whoa. The, plant, <laughs> the plants grow to half height and then they die. <laughs> no, I'm just... Just letting you just keep digging your hole. (laughs) So here's the quote. As the transition becomes more difficult to manage, the family unit must be carefully disintegrated and state controlled public education and state operated childcare centers must become more common and legally enforced so as to begin the detachment of the child from the mother and father at an earlier age. You might have read the book. The book, his book? Yeah. Hmm. It's like one of the most profound conspiracy books out there, one of the most popular ones. G. Edward Griffin. Nope, close. It's uh, William Cooper, Behold a Pale Horse. God damn William Cooper. Yeah. Oh, well, I tried. Yeah. I've done my best. You got uh, some mail you going to read? What sort of mail? I'm going to read mail? You said you had mail, like uh, email. Oh, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Just give me a sec here. <coughs> we'll go with uh, this one. And now another edition of Cry American Goodies by the people. By the people. Ooh, I found another really good uh, narrator. Right on. Stephen Pacey. Hey, Graham, this is from a trusted UK independent podcaster, Scary Times. You get to call yourself trusted? No, no, this is from Richie Allen Show. How are you, friends? A little bit of news. I've got a couple mates who work for Google. Now, I think we've heard this a couple years ago, something very similar. They both must remain anonymous, of course. They drip feed me information from time to time around four. Oh, that is four years ago. Wow. Around four years ago, one of them told me that the demonetization of alternative news channels would become standard. He was right, as I learned when my original YouTube channel, which had nearly 100,000 subscribers, was deleted for no reason three years ago. I heard from him this morning. He told me two things. He said that when the COVID vaccine is ready, or shortly before then, Google slash YouTube is planning to take down thousands of channels that have traditionally hosted open discussions around vaccine safety. They will do this, he said, in tandem with Facebook and Twitter. According to him, discussions between all three have already taken place. He reckons it'll be the biggest culling to date of content creators and independent vloggers and commentators. While this may be unsurprising, it is important news and I trust him implicitly. He also said that it is his belief and I've said as much myself, that Russian interference claims are nothing but a smokescreen for mass censorship. They, the royal they, know damn well that the Russians are not responsible for spreading anti-vaccine information online, 
pro-Brexit propaganda or information about 5G. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention about the uh, crazy tests and stuff. I find that 5G uh, paper that came out. It's gone already. <laughs> they know, he said, that these initiatives are grassroots organizations set up genuinely by concerned citizens, but that the easiest way to legislate for them and ultimately to censor them is to blame Russia. Problem, reaction, solution. He's right. Again, I've said as much many times. Last year, profession, Professor Julian Petley, one of the UK's finest journalists and teachers, told me before an interview that he was worried about me. He'd been attending journalist conferences and one or two conferences on fake news. Julian is an unswerving proponent of free speech. He said, my name was coming up a lot and there might be some movement against me or the show. When I told him that I wasn't working for anyone and was broadcasting from a home studio rather than a radio station, he was somewhat relieved, but nonetheless told me to watch my back. This morning, my Google mate said that the RA show is on a short list of programmers not only to be removed from YouTube, which I don't care about at all, but also to be removed from Google search results too. He said the RA show replacement channel, which has 31,000 subs and has reality many more, but they're not being counted. Worse than that still, the viewing numbers are fixed so that less than 1 in 10 views are shown. The point of this, he went on, is to dissuade people from watching, people apparently being more inclined to watch content that's showing hundreds of thousands of views. Now, I couldn't give a fiddlers about YouTube viewing figures or subscribers, as you well know. The bulk of my audience listens live as it is a live radio show, or they grab the podcast from iTunes, Spotify, Podmatic, etc., and viewing listening numbers say nothing about the quality of a show in any case, but it's important to note this because they ain't just doing it to me. Asked if there's any concern among his fellow employees about what's happening, my mate said no, or at least nobody has said anything. Maybe they are like him, worried about the prospect of losing a tech job, being labeled a troublemaker and struggling to get another one. Share this widely as your favorite YouTubers need to know that this mass call is about to coincide with the arrival of the COVID vaccine. So they can get back up their videos. <clears throat> so they can back up their videos, something which they should be doing, but many don't. Anyhow, thanks for reading. Speak later, Lee. Lee. Facebook Lee. Uh, I don't know. Get out a pen and paper and write this down, or a pencil. Why don't you send we got some mail, mail to from the Bright Bill. America show at P.O. Box 16033. Next line. Uh -huh. 100-815, 17th Avenue, SW. Next line. Uh -huh. Calgary, Alberta. Next line. Uh -huh. Canada. Next line. Uh -huh. T2T space 5H7. That's the P.O. Box. Why don't you send Darren some dirty socks? Cause he's got a dirty sock fetish. <laughs> Why don't you send Graham some gold bullion? Cause he's got a gold bullion fetish. <laughs> send him some gold. Send him some gold. Send him some gold in the P.O. Box. Or put the P.O. Box. Or put the P.O. Box. A get physical. A get physical. A get physical. Everybody loves Here's you. Michael's get physical, man. Get physical mail in the we got Michael's magnets here. We gotta make sure Michael's get those. We also give Michael a thing of these raw Ross mints. We got a thing of raw Ross mints for you. Bob Ross. 
Rob Ross. Rob? Rob. Rob Ross, okay. I just call him Rob Ross just because I don't give a fuck. Are these... And some stickers. These aren't like, uh... These aren't like weed mints, are they? These are real mints? So. Like... Cruising with steak sticker. Oh, nice. Nox Mente. Yeah. And, uh... Like those are my old laptop know. stickers. Oh, cool. Very good. Nice. Are you going to put on a new laptop? No, I don't think so. I'm going to keep it clean. What should we do with them? I don't know. Whatever you want. Maybe I could put them on the freezer or something. All right. So we got our other mail here. Oh, what? We've... Yeah, I don't know about this, dude. Is this because you're, you're, you're in the secret society now and you're trying oh. to like... Is this what this is you all about? You said you want. You've been trying to convince me to do this for years. I have not. You absolutely no. have. I just said it would be cool to know our, our heritage a little bit, but it doesn't mean I, I think that we should be. Should do we? Do you not? trust these people with our DNA? So Darren's got us a couple like DNA kits, and I know you know like twenty three and me. That's this isn't twenty three. Yeah, I know. Thank God. I don't trust them for sure. But I figure if they want guys. our DNA, they got it. I've left my DNA all over the place, all over town. All over town, eh? You've left your DNA all over the planet. So what do, <laughs> so what do we do? I think you just ejaculated in this little thing. Really? We have to do that now? Oh my god. Are we gonna do we're not gonna do it now on the show, are we? No, this is too this is too there's biohazard bags and what do we got? This, there must be instructions here. Oh my god. Do we have to do this on the show? I think we do. <clears throat> this is a couple of swabs. What are you hoping to find out with this? Oh, this one just does our uh, our heritage. So, like whether you're Denisovan or alien Mexican. or Mexican. Mexican? Is Mexican a real thing? Or I thought Mexican was a country. Well, yeah, you could be right. Instructions here. We got the instructions here. For best results, do not eat, drink, chew gum, or smoke for 30 minutes. Okay. Before collecting your DNA sample. So, remove one cheek swab from its wrapper and use the swab head to scrape the inside of one of your cheeks while rotating the swab. For 30 to 60 seconds. Okay, this isn't good for audio. So we're going to have to like just do this after we hang up, I think. No, you go. I'll talk us through it. I'll, I'll describe. No, no, no. You want to no. go first or me? Well. You, you got this. You're going you're gonna to talk. Oh, is this a cheek swab? One of these yeah, things? Yeah, so just one. Use one first. Just one cheek and then one side of your cheek. Okay. Like take this out and just do. Yeah, get your vial ready to put it in. And get one of these it. vials here, so then I just pop it in. You're going to break the end off in there when you're done. So should I open the vial now? Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. have okay. it ready. Okay, it's ready there. Now you got to do it for 30 to 60 seconds? Yeah. Okay, you keep talking. What it doesn't matter what side, obviously. So you're going to do, no, yeah, it doesn't vote because you're going to do opposite cheeks. Okay. So start with one cheek, go. Okay. I'll time you-ish. 43. Okay, so get in there, really swab it around. Oh, yeah, he's got it Are in there. Are you doing this because you're part of a secret society now? No, I they emailed me that it was a two for one. I was, was like, you know what? Ground's been hounding me for these fucking still, DNA I kits. I haven't been forever. hounding you. I don't know what, like, what, what you've been thinking. So we'll just, I'll just get it. 
So I just got it. If I would have known you didn't want it, I wouldn't have got it. But here we are, giving up our eating. When I put a picture of it in the chats, everyone was like aghast. But I was like, you know what? If they wanted our DNA, they'd have it. By now. You're good. You can break that off in there. And then you do your other cheek. Well, that went smoother than the person that did Maria's COVID was test. That when smoother she, than the COVID when test? she didn't break the thing off properly and it was dangling there in midair. Do you think it... Uh, so now I do the other cheek? Uh-huh. You think it's... Same, th exact same thing? Mm -hmm. What's this other thing for? What's that? I don't know what that's for. The biohazard thing? Yeah. Oh, that's where the two things go in maybe or something or no? Before you mail it? Yeah. Yeah, you put them in the biohazard container. Then seal the envelope and mail it. The DNA lab. Are you doing the same cheek? No, I'm doing a different one. You sure? That's Why do you a, have to do two different cheeks? Well, in case one of your cheeks is full of semen from last night. <laughs> from the glory hole? Yeah, from the glory hole, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, there'd probably be more money in glory hole on than podcasting. Speaking of which, go to america.ca slash support. Uh, if you can, when you can... If you do find you're getting a little value from the show, you enjoy listening to us to give ourselves DNA tests. Then we'll get our results in a month or so, probably, and it'll say, so this one I don't think tells us our diseases or anything. It just straight up tells us um, what our heritage is. It might tell us, hey, maybe we'll find out we're related. Does it say any pre-crime stuff? Like we're, you know. Probably for you. wonder if it'll. Predict your political ideology. I don't have one. Alternative right. Mine's freedom. Is it? Yeah. At what cost? Any cost. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll mail these in and we'll activate them and we'll see what comes up. All right. Figure out where I guess we're from. I'll play along here with you. I trust you. We've been doing this for seven and a half years almost. They wanted our DNA, they'd send in a sex bot to get you. <laughs> right? So support the show. Go to market.ca slash support. Um, if you're getting some value from the show, head over to the support page today. Sign up for a monthly or make a one-time donation or whatever you can do to help out. Keep reviewing it. Keep reviewing the show. We're at almost, I think, closing in. We're about 50 Reviews away from a thousand. So if you can get over there, a thousand ratings. I don't know about reviews, but a thousand, thousand ratings. Well, I'm start a thousand ratings. So if you head over to that, grammarica.ca slash iTunes, that'd be awesome. That's free. Head over to the supports page. That's awesome. That's less free, but more helpful. Grammarica.ca slash support helps us pay the bills, keep the lights on, pay for the bandwidth, and help ourselves uh, get cancel free, which is, of course, the direction we're trying to head in here. So we can't be canceled, um, but time will tell. We got a couple of swap. We're doing three shows this week. We've got some swap cast coming up and then a couple more interviews uh, the next couple of weeks. So busy, some extra episodes swap coming out. Swap cast city. Yep. 
I'm going to go sheep hunting on the weekend. Did I tell you Just about... Just uh, person who hates to hear me talking about hunting. Did I talk about the uh, YouTube? Like, we're almost at 10,000 subscribers. Not that we even pay attention to YouTube, but it would be nice to see what happens when we reach that. Oh, we, we must be close to yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Close. We get fucking instantly banned. Yeah. Deleted. Yeah. America.ca slash support. Do all the stuff in the show notes. Most of all, enjoy this chat with the mighty Alex Takaris. Strap in, buckle up. We got Alex back. Alex from Skeptico, the host of Skeptico, and he's got a new book coming out at some point. We'll see if he can finish it off called Why Evil Matters. It's a pretty heavy topic, but it's appropriate timing. Lots has gone on since, since we, even since we scheduled this, which was only a couple of weeks ago. I mean, how much has happened in this evil world of ours? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh how my God. I mean, I heard you talking about the stuff that's going on in the future here and you're on your other shows and approaching this. So anyways, great book. Loved reading it and listening to your past shows. And I really appreciate you coming back on Alex. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. You guys know, I love Gramerica, <clears throat> the deepest, the deepest heart of my being, you know, come for the banter, stay for the interviews. That's what I say. <laughs> Thanks buddy. That's awesome. I like that. Thanks Alex. Come for the banter, stay for the interviews. I've, I've got some notes here, some quotes from our past guests. Cause I, you know, Alex was like, well, I want to, you know, see what some of your past guests said about evil. So, cause I mean, ever since we had Grant Cameron on a few years ago, it got me thinking in, about evil in a different way. Cause Grant is like, no, there's no good or evil. And then I know you've had him on a couple of times. So it's really got my mind bouncing back and forth on what evil really is. And you know, whether it's just subjective thing or whether it's really out there. Well, you know, I am a, a big fan of the show when I listen to the shows and I think it's been a thread that pops up, you know, even if you don't want it to, you know, in a lot of different ways. And I, I think, you know, maybe one of the things we'll get into is what I'm really pushing for is not like a definition of evil or a comparison of evil. And is, is a drone strike worse than yeah. sexual abuse of a kid? You know, that seems like such a lose lose deal my thing is like geez can't we do better than than what where we're at now you know and particularly you know my thing has always been consciousness and you, we still got all these people in science who supposedly science but they completely deny and we forget it you know we forget this fact but they are not down with evil at all. Evil is in quote marks. Evil is a, a social construct, right? It's like something that we create, invent, we call it. But there isn't any real evil. 
So we got that, you know, bracketed on one side. And then on the other side, we got these religious nuts who are like, oh, no, man, I'll tell you exactly what it is. And it's just this. And I will define it for you. And I will tell you, you know, when you're out of line. Yeah. And kind of what's brought me to this point is like, if you like the path I went on, like you just dive into like near-death experience research, totally redefines what you might think of evil. Total redefinition doesn't fit in science, doesn't fit in goofy, crazy cultish religion. It's something brand new. And then if you really start looking, there's a lot of, you know, wisdom around this that w- doesn't fit neatly into these other categories. So I think we can do better. And that's why, you know, why evil matters is like, we can do better at trying to, I guess, figure this out a little bit. I mean, it's kind of impossible to say we're going to figure it out. No, but, but you, you can start mean? talking about it at least. I mean, I like what you said about that. The materialists and the ignorance of, they have this ignorance about what's going on, right? And they, like you've quoted there, it's not about belief. It's, you're saying it's not about belief because they're saying, well, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's because it's they believe it is. Well, And like you're saying, no, it's bigger than that. It's way more important than that. It is, what if it is real? And I mean, like we know from people that have been <clears throat> looking at the extended consciousness and magic and all this stuff, like if there is a ritual ceremonial aspect to this, that's that could be pretty pretty heavy and pretty scary. And we should know about that. We can't even tease that apart from Epstein and and 14 year olds. I mean, this is the problem. It all gets lumped into one intangible, you know, thing that's going on in the world. We can't, we don't know. We, we, we have all these numbers because when it, when we, when we think about evil and I can't believe you, you said the same thing because my mind goes there when, when I think about evil, what is it? It's, it's messing with kids whether it's sexual abuse or killing them or whatever, the whole adrenochrome thing, that whole thing seems like the epitome of evil, but it's tied into this whole thing where there's overblown numbers of all there's 800,000 missing kids a year. Like where are people getting these numbers from? That's not helping. I don't think that's helping the cause. I figured out where that number comes from. That's the number of kids that go missing every year, but like 95% of them or 98% go back. Yeah. Yeah, that's but just I mean, like so the that's, number of reports. That's kind of what I thought. Number of reports, and probably half of those are like panic, like your kids on the other side of the block, and you're like, "Holy fuck, my kids missing!" Yeah, so they misconstrue that. I would say it's not fair to say people get the the sense that oh, well, not all somebody's these kids taking go. that number and running with it. That's what I mean. It's yeah. not. It's it doesn't help the case at all. It's it's you've got that it's on ignorance. the one extreme, and then you've got the other extreme where people are just ignoring the. I don't even want to use satanic because it's not fair to really use that word because it's it seems just evil, but it might not be satanic. For some people, they might be doing a ritual ceremony that's not to Satan. It might be to something else, but that just gets ignored completely. Oh, it's too, it's not happening. People can't even talk about it. What do you think about that? Why do you kind of pull up on the, on the satanic thing? I mean, just take that, you know, swallow that satanic ritual abuse. There's these people. I feel like it's got that rich religious connotation to it. That's not, that might not be fair. To people, there might be people that have a different view of Satan. I mean, we've heard it before. I'm not defending it at all, at all. But like John Brisson was asking you, maybe you should, why, why can't we just call it ritual abuse, right? Or maybe ceremonial ritual abuse. I don't think that's where John's coming from. John's a hardcore Christian. Do yeah. You, he was asking you why you can't, why, do, why do you call it satanic? If you're, 
not coming from that Christian side, what like why do why does it get all lumped into that? I don't think that's, that's a, a problem fair with these freaking Christians. That's how these Christians are freaking complicit in this shit, and they don't even realize it. Yeah, but that's it's, part of the problem, I think, with the whole argument is just taking evil to that scale where we have to go to satanic ritual abuse of kids. Like, I mean, just go on Twitter for fucking ten minutes. There's evil fucking everywhere. Every one of us has a little bit of evil in us, and you got to be careful not to let that shit out. I mean. We could just, I don't know, you know, I feel like when you do start looking at that, it kind of gives you a scapegoat to ignore the guy that's maybe, you know, getting over on his workers or beating his wife or fucking fill in the blank, you know, like, isn't that all evil? That's more at a level where you can, well, it's at a level where maybe you can do something about it too. Or most most of all, you could just not be evil. I have, I have a quote here from the, the, the secret societies of all ages and countries. And it says, because as, as we knew we were going to be doing this, I was starting well, to pull out quotes and stuff. From the books. I like that. For there is a legitimate and necessary hatred, that of evil, which forms the salvation of nations. Woe to the people that knows not how to hate because evil is intolerance, hypocrisy, superstition, and slavery. That's them defining defining evil like over a hundred years ago. Yeah, like Amazon's pretty fucking evil. <laughs> See, like they're saying is hypocrisy where... is evil. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like this is the thing I, I've been running into that is kind of really interesting to me because, like, where you guys are taking it is where everybody takes it, but that's never what I was thinking of. I mean. <laughs> What I was always thinking of is like, you know, the reason to kind of go totally extreme, like in the book, there's an interview with Annika Lucas, who I connected with because she's a yogi. She's not a Christian, you know, she's a yogi. And she's set up this awesome program in New York where she helps incarcerated women through yoga empowerment kind of thing. And I like her yoga vibe and I like what she says about yoga. Cause I think she's onto something. Cause so many of those yoga people are creeps. They're fucking creeps. That's just what they are. And she's not, you know, but so the interesting thing about Annika though, is that she was sold by her mother at six years old into satanic ritual abuse cult in Belgium. And this is the cult that was all over the news in the 90s. This was huge because they busted this cult and it was the same thing. It goes all the way up to the highest level inside, not just the government in Belgium, but throughout Europe. And that's her testimony that she was raped as a tiny little kid by these world leader kind of things, you know? So the thing about that is it kind of, leaps frog all over all this, you know, is Amazon evil? And I don't know, the guy who just dropped off the package at my house, he looked cool, you know? No, that's evil. That's that we can go. No, uh, full stop. I don't know. There's a lot of gray, but that's evil. And the thing about it that I think is easy to overlook is those people who were doing that to Annika and who were eventually going to kill her because she was like literally on the chopping block, you know, like the blood soaked chopping block that she had seen other kids killed on. And again, this is a real case in Belgium. You can go look it up and see the horrific pictures. 
of course, of course, it was kind of like our thing now, you know, they, all this, all oh, this outcry, you know, we got to get these guys. And then, you know, 10 years later, like none of them go to prison, you know, all of them get off kind of thing. But there was this, we're going to get to, we're going to drain the swamp over there in Belgium. They're saying the same thing 10 years ago. But these, these people, they weren't just doing it for their own gratification. Because you got to realize the other thing is, and like you mentioned the interview I had with Gordon, the one thing I, I, I just, when people attach sex to this, of course, it's sexual abuse, but this isn't about sex, right? This is about like some really, really dark stuff. It's really not, a, you know, it, it's, it's not about sex in the way we'd normally think about it. And, and the second part is these people are explicitly connecting with this extended realm, if you will. You know, we're in this realm. We're in our day-to-day reality. And then we talk about ayahuasca. We talked about near-death experience or after-death, all that stuff. If you just want to ET, if you just want to say, okay, all that is some kind of extended reality outside of our time space. Hey, they will, they'll tell you. They were explicitly trying to connect, trying to feed into and exchange energy in some kind of really dark, dark way. So I kind of like that because that drives a stake in the ground. It makes clear what we're talking about when we talk about evil. So I don't know if Amazon is evil or I don't know if that guy who you know, rip somebody off, you know, if, if he's evil. And I, I think from like the near-death experience stuff that there'll be some life review and that person will have to judge themselves as to what they did. But we're talking about a whole different class of thing here. When we talk about people who are engaged in and believe fully, because it's true, that they are connecting with beings in another dimension in order to bring that stuff into here. That needs to be looked at. Yeah, and it's because it's underestimated because the media won't touch it. <clears throat> a lot of the – there's no more journalists that are really – there's a very few that are touching it. And it's un, the power of it is underestimated, I think. What if all these all these people that are doing that are opening up something that they can't control? And where is that going? Where is that energy going? All the people that survive it or don't survive it. But how many people I know personally that have had that been abused when they're young and they have – demonic attacks as they're older, uh, you know, incubus, succubus, how many people are still traumatized from abuse from being kids? So if they survive it and how many doors are staying open from that? I mean, thousands and thousands of portals or doors or whatever, or energy beings or entities, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think that it, it just gets that, that whole, that whole thing just gets thrown under the, under the rug about how powerful that this, this could be in an evil way. Now, the problem is, is what if these people are like you and Grant touched on it a lot about the addiction part. I mean, you know, I was at one point I was addicted to cocaine and alcohol and I I lost my choice. I lost a choice. When you're in the depths of addiction, you don't have a choice. Are these people addicted to this, whether it's the, the blood or the sex or the ritual or the power? Are they evil if they're, if they've lost their choice and they're addicted? Is it well, the act that's evil? I mean, if you tease it apart into one act at a time, like. What do you think? What do you think on all that, Darren? You're, you're kind of, you're kind of quiet. Are, are, what do you think about, 
you think it's fair to call stuff evil? What, what do you think we're talking about when we do that? Yeah, I think it's fair to call stuff evil. I just think you guys are talking about the extreme far end of the spectrum of evil. Well, I think it's dangerous to just sort of isolate it there. Well, I don't think he's oh, isolating it. He's just yeah. put, he's putting a statement yeah. saying like there is no question. This is so is that evil, all. Then, that's the ultimate evil. Then that's the where we're, ultimate, we're, yeah. we're pegging it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, because because like I mean, because I the problem think you guys... with that is you start talking about that, and a lot of people's eyes just glaze over. I mean, you can why, say why? look at this and look at that, and but it's just why. Though? I mean, that's just the world we live in. But the glaze I mean, over. I don't in have, way, I don't like have the only... answer of why. I don't have the answer of why. But if you go out to a normal group of people and start talking about sex cults and adrenochrome and stuff like that, I mean, it's more ubiquitous now than it's ever been, but you're still losing people. You're losing people. And I'm not saying you're losing me, but you're losing people. Totally. No doubt. Please unsubscribe. That's my motto. Oh, yeah. Well, you... (laughs) I mean, thank God you, 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 thank God. Yeah. But you, uh, you know, you addressed the Pizzagate thing and you took, you took your beating for it. Right. But I like, I appreciate your, your gusto to just stay with it because there was enough evidence there. There is enough evidence. It was portrayed, misportrayed in the media so bad. There's still, it's still there, you know, at some level. So I really appreciate you just following that as well, because look what's, I mean, it's, it's more like well, I don't think that matters. I don't think now. that matters anyway. I mean, you know, you know, but but back to Darren's point, you know, we can only handle so much too. You know, all of us, you know, we're trying to deal with all sorts of stuff, and I think, I think the evil stuff deeply, deeply uh, triggers us because if you know that's out there to that extent. And, and again, this is where I think, uh, you know, I really come down on uh, Christianity really hard lately, and it's really turning off a lot of people. But it's like, you know, 10 years ago, I was really, it, the realization for me that science was this kind of cult. It was this organized effort to, to sell you this biological robot meaningless universe thing. That that wasn't accidental. That it's was, engineered. Um, it is. It was engineered. Yep. And I just, I couldn't stop pounding on that point because to me, like everyone was like, no, nah, well, you know, no, there's good. I know a good guy. He's a professor. So now I'm kind of on, on well, religion. That's, and, and That's and, kind and, of the part of the problem though, is you just kind of get, is when you look at that far end stake is you get complacent and you end up, you know, sort of where we are today, where we're just we're okay with all sorts of evil all over the place. We're just okay with it. It's fine. Oh, you know, like look every fucking day, every one of us across the board are just turning a a blind eye because, you know, most of us are powerless to affect it. But I mean, let's be honest. There's a whole lot of fucking evil flying around all over the place. And I just, I feel like we've become to the point where we're just okay with it on these smaller levels. And until it gets to this tipping point, you know, whatever. I, I've been going the other way with religion in a way. I've been talking to some friends that seem to be going more towards Christ consciousness, let's say, or Christianity even. I mean, because it's it's being so demonized, it's almost an underdog now. I mean, seeing all the blatant symbolism in the media, the corporations, these secret societies, it's all over the place now. 666 everywhere. They're, they're throwing it in your face. 
So to me, it's like, well, if they're doing that, if this whole, you could say it's a global movement, a symbolic global technocratic takeover right now, it's not symbolic. They're using symbolism. It's a real takeover. It's against religion. It's against some religions. I mean, I think it could be strewn. So, so it's almost, it's, I almost sympathize with the Christians. So it's funny because I, I hear what both of you are saying. And I think it's so freaking true. I mean, because Darren, there, what, what you're putting your finger on is I think this, you know, one, people are weary because they're like, you know, in a five round UFC fight in the fifth round, they're just like, man, you know, what are they going to hit me with next? But the other thing is, I think we're exposed now to the darkest of the dark. Like I just told the story about Annika Lucas and I've told it so many times, it's no problem for me to talk about it. And you know what? People have heard it. It's no problem for them to hear it. Now you think back, we're both old enough 20 years ago. If someone said that in public, you, you just wouldn't even, well, you'd think they're crazy number one, but you wouldn't be able to process it. Now we process that. So I think that's part of that weariness, that round five of the UFC fight. They're throwing more stuff at me. And I know how dark it is if I really want to go there. So it's just like enough, enough. And then on the other hand, I think I identify with what you're saying, Graham. You know, people are like, throw me a life raft. I don't give a crap. You know, I just need to get back in the boat, you know. And but the problem with that, and I think this is what you guys are about and what you do because your show is not just the entertainment show. It's entertaining, but it's not about the entertainment. It's the truth, man. If Christianity is fundamentally a cult, if they're fundamentally saying, that, you know, the most important relationship you could possibly have is that relationship with whatever is that ultimate higher spirit or force. And as soon as you let someone else define what that relationship is, no, that ain't good. Well, that yeah, that's, right. that's part of the problem. It's one of those things that's just sort of been hijacked. And that, that's one from the beginning, this is the, from problem, the beginning is you can go down. Well, yeah, it was something before, before it got big enough to get hijacked, but it's kind of like this society we live in nowadays is you can just go down every fucking Avenue. And it's all fucking rotten apple trees. All of it. Like big pharma, fucking the banking system, education, fucking education. Money, monetary. I mean, that's the monetary system. I mean, that's the main thing I've learned about doing a podcast for seven years is it's all, it's all, they're all fucking fascist and it's fucking disgusting. And now I just stick my head in the sand. No, you don't stick your head in the sand. Half in no. the sand. I, like mean, I still got like one ear out. There was a great, there was a great <laughs> quote. I, to, I, I wrote it down here about the truth, right? You want to know what the most evil thing you can think of is? That's the truth. That's where the truth is. I mean, that's probably what the truth is. Found that interesting. I, yeah, well, I think the other thing with when it's all just so overwhelming, you don't know where to start. You know, what can you do? How, how, do, we, how do we fix it? So how do we fix it, Alex? Don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask or wear, if you have to wear a mask, wear this is bullshit mask from America.ca slash swag. 
Where, where I mean, is that? I don't know, but that's a, is it is that a part? Is that one of the things you do? Is just say no, I'm not sorry, and I'm not going to wear a mask. And if if your business well, is stuck, problem, if though. your business if is someone stuck, someone is brainwashed into being fucking petrified about COVID, and you're in their store refusing to wear a mask. Now are you fucking? No, you don't go. You don't. Then you just say, "Look, until you okay figure shit out, I'm not coming back." Right? Because I don't want to see you on Twitter one day freaking out on some old lady about a mask. No, that, I'll ne- I'll never do it in that way. Because that's the thing I worry about. Because these I'm companies are put in a difficult position. When I'm in public now, and I'm like, you know, because I'm like, I don't give a fuck about COVID. It's no secret. But when I'm in Canadian Tire, I feel like you know, if this, like, I was in Safeway the other day, me and Natasha. And, you know, we're, we're in line behind and, and this like, there's this like old dude, like this dude is like fucking 90 and he can barely fucking lift his groceries. And, you know, I'm giving this guy 10, 12 feet cause he's got his mask on and he's got his gloves on and he's susceptible. And you can tell he's probably going home and watching fucking whichever news network, pick him cause they're all selling to the same shit right now. And he's petrified. So if I'm just, you know, strutting up on him, you know, that what point am I, you know, being a dick? No, I'll respect people's space. I'm talking about when you have the opportunity to say to a business that, that it doesn't have to d- comply to the government's regulations, just to say, I will come back when I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to wear a when mask. It's, when it, if it's their choice. I mean, because a lot of companies are choosing not to do it, but a lot of companies are stuck right now with those regulations. And she's going to mandate mean, look at, it all the fuck. Okay, you guys are down there stuck actually... Putting them on. I mean, I I, I can't believe. Do you have a mask on right now? Actually, Alex, is this? You know, I, if you were outside I, I, doing I, this, oh, if you, oh, is that what that is? Oh, that's not, yeah. Geez. So you if you were outside doing this in the backyard, would you have to have that on? Like you can no. take it off in your in your house. As soon no. as you leave your uh, property, you got to have it on. I, no, I don't. I don't wear it except <laughs> if I go in someplace, and I try not to go in any place. <laughs> I mean, I try not to trigger myself, but to your point. I try not to trigger other people. I mean, th- this, you know, like uh, before we turned on the, the hit the record button, we were kind of talking about the other side of this that doesn't always get talked about. And I mean, one other side, <laughs> I and mean, this is pretty dark in a way, but this is by far the most effective psyop, oh, yeah. probably probably in, in history yeah. that I can. Yeah, you think of history. World I mean, War when II did is a they do one? What, what what was World War Two? That's different sort of psyop, though, I guess. Yeah, and, That's and more they, of well, a manipulation uh, of history by by the number. Well, you know, look at by the numbers. More, a lot more people, yeah. and they how how quickly they got everyone to fall in line. Oh yeah, I mean, they, it's just whoever did it. You know, they got such bonus points. I mean, their bonus check at the end of the year is just going to be boom through the roof. Like, well done, buddy. Yeah, we couldn't have we couldn't have done that better. I can see it coming where COVID is going to be another one of these things that's going to be illegal to talk about, illegal to deny in Canada. Oh, oh definitely. It's, Isn't it already? Twenty years. Yeah. Uh, well, they're trying. They're trying to. I mean, I had one of my, my tweets flagged the other day. Because I put uh, something about oxygen. I had oxygen and frequency in the same tweet, so it automatically gets flagged. No with way. A, with a what? COVID. Uh, no. Yeah. If you put sunlight in there, you'd be deleted COVID by now. disinfo, yeah. <laughs> but they tried to get a thing passed in Canada where 
where they could nail you to the wall for saying shit about COVID. But I don't think they quite got it through. I mean, they've got all the media companies in their pockets, so it doesn't really matter. Just assholes they, like us in our basement. I mean, we're literally exactly, in the basement. Exactly. They have everything they need. They don't need us. But I do feel like they the first round was, let's test the public out to see how compliant they're going to be. And then they're like, you know what? We could probably shut, like we could probably get everyone masked up. And they just turn that switch then, even though the stats are looking better, everything's looking better. So then they start falsifying the test results. You know, anybody that's, um, you know, anybody that's apparently connected to somebody that the test positive is a case. They call it a case now. So they've redefined cases and the media's propagating all these extra cases. I mean, it's, 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 and then they're just throwing all the laws out you guys in the States. I mean, we're, it's coming here too, I think, but you guys got hit pretty hard. Throw that mask on. I mean, I cannot believe they're getting away with this, but. And she says he's going to do a bylaw, mask bylaw for all indoor spaces in Calgary. I wonder who pays Nenshi's bill, right? I mean, you know who puts all these mayors and these governors in? we'd have to wear masks at work. Oh, no, that's not a public, does that have to I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. All indoor spaces. I mean, I mean, what, are they not following the data? I mean, like I was saying. So here's the thing that that I heard, and I'll have to tell you guys off air, where I heard this, not that it's super secret, but it's just, it's kind of personal. So here's what, here's what they're going to do. You heard it from me. So one, they're definitely doing the second wave thing. That's already in play, you know, and why wouldn't they? I mean, why wouldn't they at this point? The first wave was so effective and they only gain more steam. So they do the second wave and that bridges us to the point where they have their fake vaccine. Yeah. And now they have their fake vaccine, but maybe that's only six months from now, you know, Christmas present or something like that. So now at this point, they got everybody just lined up like, man, juice me up with, please let it be over. And they yeah, go, let hey. me take my mask off and get the job. I mean, you're yeah, going to want it. Yeah. it. It will be over. You just got to line up here and you just got it. And then they're going to let, and then they're going to kind of take a breather and they're going to let things go get back to normal. Because the thing that, that, I can't believe I'm talking about this because I'm totally talking on my ass here. I totally, I mean, I do all this research. I don't know crap about what I'm talking about. So just double unsubscribe, <laughs> double unsubscribe. But so here's the, the, here's the thing. It's like this thing has been so effective that they don't even have to worry about one world government, you know, one currency. They kind of, they got to be realizing now they got the whole thing just with this. They win the whole game just by taking this all the way to the end. They got it. If they have you where you have to be vaccinated and now they have you in the database and now that's tied to financial and you know, all the rest, of it, it's, it's over. Yeah. Checkmate. Yeah, because forget about the travel, forget about the borders, forget about all that other stuff that they were raving about before and now, now they've got it. They've got it. If they yeah. give you that, if they get you digitally like that, if they give you the technocratic solution to the problem reaction, the technocratic solution, then they don't have to worry about the physical borders and all the other Ooh, stuff that are getting exactly. in the way now. The Ooh. cities, people leaving and coming from the cities or whatever, they can get rid of They don't even need to worry about their global warming, their Agenda 21 or 2030. Exactly. Fuck it. You we've know already, we've already given jab. everybody the job. If they shut the fuck up about all that other stuff, I'll take the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good deal. That's it right there. <laughs> Stop charging me carbon carbon yeah, just tax. Just get rid of all that shit. Let me keep I all mean, my you, other you, stuff. 
you know, I mean, you've already uh, kind of uh, run the traps with the Vax stuff, Darren. But my plan is, you know, just find some crooked doctor either here or go down to Tijuana, give him a couple hundred bucks and say, yeah, just leave it right here. And, you know, I'll take care of it. And then you just mark it down on the little thing there. Well, as if the doctors are going to take the job. I mean, they won't take it. We need no, a Grand American you know, doctor. I mean, the, the problem is, yes, we exactly. need a doctor. If you're a doctor, <laughs> we, we, we need a crooked doctor. We need a, well, let's not call him a crooked doctor. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We you need know, a we libertarian doctor. doctor. We need a straight doctor. Yes. A libertarian right. we need, doctor. We need a good doctor. Yeah. Great doctor. <laughs> One that actually understands the Hippocratic Oath. They can jab us with sugar water. They give us a pro-therapy yeah. jab, and we'll just call it the Vax. Fuck, he can give me the MMR if he wants. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you got laying around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm my luck. I'd fucking, I mean, you're not going to get autism at my age, but I might get something. I've already got the allergy problem and shit. So what's the difference? But I don't want the new one. I feel like there's going to be something weird in that one. They're up to something. Or do you think it's all about, I mean, like Dell thinks it's all just about fucking money and to start reeling that system in, in the adult vaccine thing. Yeah, vaccinate the healthy, right? Get the healthy people. Why work on the 0.05% when you can work on the 99.5%? They're already running the antibody thing, saying it's going to be tough to pin down the antibodies so they can make it an annual. Now, all of a sudden, they've got the whole world wanting this annual vaccine. That's that's, that's, they're just going to be making a trillion fucking dollars a year. It's so crazy that they even tell the you governments the are documents are saying. Like, so we won't even have a choice because our governments are just going to take our the money from our taxes and buy, <laughs> buy them by the fucking truckloads. Well, they've already invested in it. Thanks. We're pre-buying them already. Trudeau's I think the like money's always a head company. fake. Yeah. I think the money's always a head fake. Think so? Always. Hmm. That's that's what's that's what's kind of revealing. Uh, the Annika Lucas guys, you know, what are they in it? They're not in it. These are the most powerful guys in the world. They're not in it for the quote-unquote money. How much money can you effectively use? It's a power. Yeah. It's about something, you know, it's about something else. It's about evil. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, I got a quote. Can I read a quote from Eric P. Anthony? So he's talking about Lucifer, right? Because he meets Lucifer in that realm. And he says, you cannot defeat me. This is Lucifer talking to him. You cannot defeat me. If you try, I will grow more powerful and you will grow darker. So Lucifer says, your world does not know how to deal with evil. You cannot fight evil with evil. Evil is insidu insidious. It invents problems which, you, which are impossible to solve, only to bring about endless conflict for which only evil benefits. The key is to disarm evil and to turn evil away from evil rather than fighting evil. Evil is strengthened through conflict. Does that resonate? Not really. You, you know, Darren, we were, uh, we're both Mickey Singer fans. We were talking about that. Um, Michael Singer, the guy who wrote the untethered soul book. And in a lot of ways, I think he's got a pretty good handle on this. And in terms of it's really about the light, you know, and when you focus the, the evil, you know, we're going to talk about it and all that stuff, but it's really in the big picture really is about the light. Well, let me tell you about one of the people I interviewed uh, 
as part of this book. I, t- I t- can't get enough of this guy. Can't talk about him enough because it was a it was one of those things. You know, you guys were always reading emails you get, which is fantastic. And uh, I never do that. I should because I get some fantastic emails. So oh, some of my best guests have been from people who listen to the show and go, "Look at this guy, dummy." Yeah, yeah. But I got this email from this guy. His name is Dr. Jeff Sinzer. And he's a clinical psychologist in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he's listening to the show and he says, hey, Alex, let me help you out here, bud. You don't know crap about evil and darkness. So let me tell you how it works. And he proceeds to tell me that, you know, in his clinical practice, right? So he was a Texas A&M psychologist, worked in a hospital, you know, a real medical psychologist and he gets into hypnotherapy because it's powerful you know hypnotherapy is super powerful for helping people fix stuff early on he gets introduced to the disassociative identity disorder stuff you know like the split personality thing you know which is is real um and let me uh digress right we have time a little bit yeah. Of time. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you know, I think the dissociative identity thing is super interesting because that's another thing that just gets shit on by the, the science bullshit people, right? So I go and I talk to my buddy Bernardo Castrop, Dr. Bernardo Castrop, because he's got this great article in Scientific American about consciousness and dissociative identity disorder. He found this experiment that they did in Germany where they had this woman who had split personality and one of her alters, as they say, was blind, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, right. You know, split personality, she's blind. Guys, they put her in the fMRI machine, and her brain lights up like she's blind. <laughs> she is blind. And you can't do that, right? I mean, in our neurological model, we, we you can't like turn, turn yourself on, on and off. Yeah, yeah. Turn things on and off. That is the, that's our model of uh, extended consciousness and consciousness, you know, beyond the way it's. So that's real. So put that down as check that off as the split personality thing is real. Now here's where it gets really freaky. So Tom Zinzer is working in Grand Rapids, Michigan with people who have dissociative identity disorder and other, you know, you don't have to be all the way to a split personality to have problem with disassociation. You know, people have, they kind of feel weird and kind of outside of their body. Or well, That's kind of what I was that, talking about before with the abuse, right? How many people still have to deal with that? Yeah. Totally get yeah. it. But it gets, it gets even, <laughs> check this out. So some of the people that he's, so anyways, one day Zinzer is in the break room and this part-time secretary that he barely knows comes up and says, hey, you know, Dr. Zinzer, I couldn't help but overhear the conversation you were having with your colleagues about being at the Monroe Institute and doing having an out-of-body experience. He goes, yeah, I'm into that stuff. She goes, well, I got to tell you, I've been talking to a spirit, and this spirit is coming through me, and this spirit really needs to talk to you. So he's like, okay, that's out there, but I'm an open guy and secure in what I know. So bring it on. So what begins as this kind of one-off channeling session 
becomes this incredible 15-year collaboration between this channeled spirit, <coughs> excuse me, and Zinzer's patience. And I got to tell you, the thing I really liked about Zinzer is he is kind of, uh, despite how wacky this sounds, he is a straight-laced guy. I mean, he's doing his best. He's like transcribing all these notes, looking at, you know, what his best practices were and this and that. And the way he's using it is like the spirit is saying, oh, that guy, David, you're going to talk to, you're going to talk to him next week. He has a problem with a past life. Uh, interference that's causing this or it's causing that. Da, da, da. And over the 15 years, he is incredibly accurate in pinpointing these problems. And Zinzer is still approaching it like a clinical psychologist. He's putting these people under hyp hypnotherapy. He's hypnotizing these people in a deep trance-like state. And then he's asking them, you know, like, okay, is there anyone else here that is, you know, involved in this? And then boom, this other entity is popping into that altered personality. And that's kind of the high level picture of, of what's going on. But here's what he tells me. That's kind of, I think, getting to where you were going, Graham. He goes, it turns out that our ability with our consciousness to create these ego states, these altered personalities, is in all of us. You know, you remember as a little kid, you know, when you'd go off into that little dream space that you're in, you know, or the fantasy land that you're in, you're kind of doing that a little bit. And sometimes it gets, for some people, especially when they're traumatized, it gets worse. Well, he says specifically that that splitting kind of creates a little bit of a downgrade in your defenses in terms of allowing other entities to sometimes get involved. Now, here's what gets really interesting, right? Go back to MK Ultra. What were they doing? Yep, traumatized. They were intentionally trying to take little kids and traumatize them, and even sometimes sexually. Or you go... And, and why were they doing it? That is throughout that literature. If you go in and, and look at it, they were trying to split these people. I interviewed a guy named Russ, Din, Russ Dizdar, and he's traced the whole thing down. And it's, uh, it, it's in, in a lot of respects, it fits into some very, very dark porn, dark corners of a lot of these other things that we've seen. And there seems to be some, technology to it. And then, of course, that fits back into the satanic ritual abuse thing in a way, in that it's not so much about sex. It's about traumatizing kids so that they do develop this ability to split so that that can be, you know, used in some way. I know that's a lot to lay on the table, but how does it, is it, is it being used directly, do you think, or is it, is it more of a result of, uh, it's another portal that's opened or it's another, it's another, another access point for darkness? I mean, or do you think there's more of a direct technological usage? I don't know, but I, I, I did kind of miss one point in there that I think speaks to that. 
because ultimately the Tom Zinzer interview and the conversations I've had with him since then, it's not as bad as it sounds. Right. Because what he says is that ultimately we have free will in this. To choose the light. To choose the light. Yeah. Yeah. And also that, and this is kind of a Mickey Singer kind of thing. It's an addition by subtraction thing. You know, it's like we've created these, this, this shadow within ourselves. And I, I love the way that, you know, Mickey talks about that. It's like a lot of it's just unintentional. You know, you just, you see, you perceive thing or you're mad about something and it just creates a little mm, thing that, you know, triggers you, you know, in this way or that way. And the process of letting that go, going towards the light, reintegrating and going towards the light sounds really new agey and I'm not going there, but I'm just saying this is what Jung talks about. You know, Carl Jung is the shadow thing. It is so much more in our control, I think, than we realize. Yeah. So all this stuff about the darkness, darkness ain't shit, ultimately. It's all about the light. The light allows the darkness. And if you look at how we ourselves, you know, we can transcend this. We see it in our lives. Personally, we see it in our lives when we're good when we just do good things and not like, like super good things, like everything you do, you know, you can't swear, you know, don't hook up with that girl. All that stuff matters. It's just don't, don't let your soul go there with the bad, with the really bad stuff and everything takes care of itself. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I've, that's kind of what I've been reading with, uh, with some of our guests that have more of a, uh, like a spiritual alchemy sense of it, that the darkness, you know, your soul or your, the evil is almost a, an expression of the darkness and you can choose to go into your inner reflectiveness. Like he says here, perspective thinking can lead to darkness and fear, which leads the mind into suffering and potentially evil. And that thinking can be balanced with an inward reflective awareness of our original being, which I would think is, is the light. So, I mean, I, I just feel like, I think I heard uh, one of your guests talk about it doesn't even take a lot of trauma. It could be a minor thing when you're a kid, a minor thing, which kind of resonates for me because it's not always about massive trauma. But uh, I still feel like the addictive part of it has uh, has a hold on on evil. Like there's um, <clears throat> like people lose that choice. So there might be a point where you can choose the light or you can choose to go inward and recognize that darkness and let it go or whatever you're going to do. But there's a point where you lose that. Or there could be. I think anyone who's been down any bit of the path of addiction relates to that and understands that at some point, you know, the other thing, (laughs) such a dark show, man, no one's going to listen to this thing. But I was watching the thing on Netflix the other day about Ted Bundy. Have you seen that with his tapes? The guy who actually went in and interviewed him in prison? No, I haven't seen it. You don't watch that stuff. I don't watch this. I don't, I don't blame you. I don't, I don't watch that stuff either. I just, I'm on the evil thing now. So I'm on my, I guess I'm, my, my TV time right now is like my, the sixth run through of the office. 
Really? Yes. Oh, totally. I totally. just can't get enough of the office, man. You know that? I know it. It's good. It's everything today is so fucking woke. I just don't have time for it. But the office is just like, and and you know, half the guys on there is woke as fuck now these days too. But it's just like this. It was like almost seems like the golden days of sitcoms in a, in a certain way. And you go back to some like Seinfeld or even, I mean, Seinfeld would be fucking canceled these days. <laughs> Done. You know, uh, one of the one of the silver linings for for me on the COVID thing was, you know, all my kids came back. So my two sons are 25 and 19. They were oh, living wow. in New York. They came back. My daughter came back from her first year of school. She's under the roof, you know, and everyone's home. So it's great. So man, just fire up office, start it up again. Oh. All the kids like it, but my oldest especially, he's just like, he'll just sit there and just watch one after another. And it's just like getting into a warm bath, right? Oh yeah. And it's just, it's genius. It's just genius stuff. Love it. Love it. High level but, humor. Um, what's that? There's some high level humorists in there, man. Like just uh, some uh, of the subtle little eye things and stuff like that. It's gold. You know what else yeah. was gold was uh, back in the day was... Only the first three seasons of Arrested Development. No, definitely. Yeah, there was just the heyday of sitcoms. That shit would never get made today. Okay, here's one for you that I've been laughing out loud at home. Short episodes, 25 minutes. But if you're investigating evil and you want a little bit of humor, what we do in the shadows. It's a spoof on vampires. It's hilarious. Huh. It's very funny. Laughing out loud to myself with this show. It's just like all the cliches for vampires and these actors are just fantastic and they live in this big house and oh, it's just priceless. I'm going to check it out. Is that a Netflixer? Uh, I don't know. I think it's FX or something like that. I think it's on cable. I don't think it's on Netflix. I mean, not, not to turn it sour again, but what about Netflix? I mean, is that just like Satan Central? <laughs> it's just like like what you were talking about with the signaling and yeah, all the that's rest what I mean. of that. It's, it's part, just... part of the plan. Like I feel like it's... Oh, totally. Yeah. So speaking of the part of the plan, I mean, what about this, uh, this, uh, what's your name again? Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, getting arrested. Do you think anything's going to happen with that? I mean, you've got both sides. They're going to sink Trump. Yeah. And then the other side says, you know, the whole thing's coming down and. I I don't know how to process that. (laughs) Hey, one more TV, one more show, one more show that I, I, I threw out there that this is like become like part of my mind hacking, spiritual hacking routine. It's a miracle. Like there's this old show. It's like 20 years old on YouTube. I watch one miracle every day because they're real miracles. You know, there's stuff that like this guy's drowning, you know, and some guy jumps in the lake. This guy, the the one was great. This guy is drowning. He he goes after his little boat in the lake and he doesn't want to swim and it's cold and stuff. He's drowning. This, he's there with this, other hobbyist and with his wife, this guy emerges out of the bush with cut off jeans, swims into the lake, pulls him over to the side. And then they turn around to see where he is and he's disappeared. It's like 40 degree weather. And this guy, it like one after another, you watch his and you go, okay, so screw all that evil stuff. You know, there's another dimension here. Like, I, I just think putting it all in perspective, to get too hung up on the evil stuff, to look into the abyss and to know, you know, you got to walk around this stuff and you got to avoid it. And, you know, maybe not be so mean to that 90 year old guy, you know, 
that's good. But again, the evil is, is small potatoes. The big, the big game is in the light, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. How do you get in there? <laughs> what is, what does Mickey tell you, man? Well, he tells me to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're got your, one of your interviews recently, that was as simple as one phrase. You just say it. Who was it again that said it? It was like, I seek the light or I am the look light. Up. I mean, look up. It's like that simple. Just say it. The secret of the ascent is to always look up. Yeah. And you know, the, I love the way Mickey puts it. It, it, cause it really changes the whole thing around. It's like, Again, this is going to sound like a a, a preach preaching session, and it's not because I'm just all about following the the best science and the best you know this best we can get out of whatever little tidbits of information. But maybe the light is always in us, and maybe the real problem is our blockage mm-hmm. of the light. So you want to talk about your trauma, your addiction, your you know, like I say. Distraction. I'm sitting here, distraction, exactly. You know, uh, trying to anticipate, you know, like, what am I having for dinner while I'm having lunch? You know what I mean? It's like, or like I always say, you know, like complaining about the weather, you know, like, gee, I'm the center of the freaking universe and I need to, and, and the weather, it shouldn't, it shouldn't rain on the weekend, on my weekend, you know, it's like, where am I? How did I create this mess where I'm the center of everything? Kind of thing. Just letting that go a little bit. We've all experienced that. Just letting that go a little bit just feels completely different in your life. You know, it just feels like, whew. Imagine like back in the day when the best thing at, you're stuck at work and you're just, you're daydreaming about sitting under a fucking tree because there's not really anything else to do. You know, like before TV and fucking Twitter and politics and all that shit came into play. I mean, there was still plenty of evil running around, but at least we were less distracted. There's probably more light. And that distraction thing, we're in control of that, you know? Yeah, that's That's a a sad thing. Yeah, that's a sad thing. But I think the hardest part is knowing what to, like Darren asked earlier, is what do you do? Like, if you know that evil's going on and you have the opportunity to do something, do you, when do you... What do you do to try and, you know, make people aware of like, how do you do it without getting caught up in it? I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the, I tried to stop secret. paying taxes, but they said no. <laughs> right. Yeah. They get you at the employer level. Cause the, your boss won't stop paying taxes. Cause they'll throw his ass in jail. You, you know, the one question, Graham, I, I'd have on that, which is always my question on all that stuff, both personally, I ask myself that, you know, yeah, it's like, you have a show, you have a voice, like you're writing a book on evil. Like you're doing a lot to, to about this already. To what extent does it really involve me is what I always ask. Like if, if it really is me, you know, if it's me to jump in front of that car and pull that kid out of the way, that's me. But am I kind of putting me in there where it's not really me? You know what I mean? Because I'm doing that too. You know, am I doing it for the clicks or for, you know, whatever, you know, and maybe, maybe cause you know, you can handle it though. I mean, you, you know, you can, you can handle this. A lot of people can't handle that. 
And it's the effort that you're putting into it. It's the intention. It doesn't even matter about the result. You're putting that that into this this subject, which will help. That's the way I, I believe I, I it's, it's a metaphysical thing. It's like I, I don't. I'm yeah. not. I'm not yeah. doing it to. I'm not. I don't think it's gonna. You know. No, I don't have that. I just. Hey, that's just like all like both of all you guys and me. That's what we do. You know. You just see something and you see. I guess what always pushes my buttons is just uh, kind of outrageous bullshit. You know, like science is outrageous bullshit. Um, religion, it's outrageous bullshit. It's cult. And, and, you know, for, like I said, you, the most important relationship you can have is the relationship of your consciousness with that highest, highest representation of light, energy, spirit, whatever. And to give that up to somebody else say, oh, no, 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 my friend, here's how that works. And you shall follow this. You don't need that. You already know you can connect at any point with that, you know, any, just go inside and you connect. And I, I, so that's my latest thing is like, I am going to hammer, <laughs> no, I hammer on things. I'm going to hammer on that to no end. Cause we let all these religious people who are socially engineered, controlled, just like the rest. And we give them a big pass and we give them a big hug and we say, Oh man, all those Satanists and the six, 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 and they're so after you. Oh gosh, poor you. No, you're complicit in this. You've created this whole mess about why people feel guilty about stuff they shouldn't feel guilty about. Heck, you guys were, were, you know, I just talked to this awesome woman. She's got, you know, the Shattered Reality Podcast, Faruja, and she's a psychic in New York. She's just a cool person. I love her interviews. And that would have burned her a few hundred years ago, burned her at the stake, killed her. That's what they did. And they're still doing it, you know? holding up their God hates fag signs and marching around the Westboro Baptist church. No. Yeah. But you got to be careful about the middle, the the spiritual middle as well. I mean, you've, you've mentioned this recently yourself. There's the, the religious, there's the materialists on the other side. There's also this big, big spot in the middle where people don't think evil really exists either. So, that's part of, I think that's part of the main problem as well now is, and I, I don't even know where I stand on, on the whole thing. I flip flop back and forth. Sometimes Grant Cameron makes a lot of Sometimes Grant Cameron makes a lot of sense to me or like uh, Eric P. Anthony and his thing here where it's kind of more of a psychic state of the mind than, than an actual evil. So, but I think there's that whole group in the middle there as well. That's just ignoring it or they won't want, don't want to address it. I mean, I think that's your, I think that's who, you know, we're going to reach or you're going to reach. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think I've heard you be alarmed at that anyways. Well, it's crazy from a cultural standpoint, like you're talking about. I mean, what a mixed message. (laughs) On one hand, you have science. If you really drill into it, completely denying evil, social construct, put quotes around it. It doesn't really exist because it's all in your brain. And at the same time, you got Johnny Depp and the West Memphis Three and uh, Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan. I forget who I was listening to just the other day. Just outed how freaking occulted, friend, how occult friendly Joe Rogan is in kind of some very, very, again, I don't put those people down. You know, I mean, the, the magic people, the occult people, but I think a lot of them are very, very confused. I don't know if you saw my interview with uh, Chris Knowles. 
But oh yeah, I loved it. We I, were insane. I, mean, I was going to bring him up too because he's he's just like, look, stay away from all this stuff because it's and and I can't say that I can't go there and say stay away from all this stuff because I think that's too simplistic too. But I get his thing. Yeah, he's like, man, we've been so conditioned to think. Oh man, that's okay, and that's cool, and that's just part of music. And but I love his his bottom line. Do you remember that? He goes, "If you think you're going to connect with some demon that has that kind of power in your life to change your entire life, what do you have to offer them in return?" Exactly. And I was like, yeah. "Whoa, that's chilling." Yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, you know, this materialistic scientific society that's running the show, really, our paradigm anyways, is, you know, has been created, I would say, by all the, you know, all the secret societies that all believe in a higher power. I mean, all the people that are really running it, whether it's the kind of the sort of the more bland Freemasons these days or the Rosicrucians or whoever, it goes all the way back thousands of years, they've always been, they've always been doing this. There's been, there's been sacrifices. There've been, they all believe in a higher power. And yet our community, our scientific communities, our paradigm is in this stuck in this materialistic thing where they don't even think evil. That's because they want to be the higher power. No, it's because it's, a, it's all engineered. I mean, I, I think engineered to brainwash us. It's pretty speculative. I mean, I don't have any, I, you know, I can't point to, I'd have to do some digging to point to where it actually, you know, happened. But that's what, my sense. At what point? Where <laughs> yeah, we yeah. where we veered yeah. off the trail? Yeah, whether it was like the 1700s or the 1900s. Well, there's no or... fucking putting on the brakes now. I mean, Orwell couldn't have predicted we'd put the telly screens in our pockets and take them with us everywhere we go. I got to get off this smartphone, man. That's my next big goal. Did you see Chris Knoll's latest blog there? The day that <laughs> Ghislaine was arrested? Oh, <laughs> Oh, no, I got to yeah. check that out. We don't have to get into it here, but I mean, deep state connections going way back with basically he connects UFOs, the occult and, uh, and just I mean, what, uh. what is What is your guys latest take on, uh, on UFOs? Cause I love how we have these conversations. Everybody has these conversations and like, we don't do this, but I always like, you got to have UFO in there. You got to, cause it's like, you can't like put it out of the, what is your latest take? Mine is, it's the same as it, it, it was uh, a year or two ago, that it's a, there's a deep state battle over disclosure. I still think that Trump, Trump's last ditch effort could be managing this aspect of disclosure, or it's coming from the other side, the Navy. Why is the Navy involved still? How come we haven't heard from the Space Force or the Air Force? You know, it's, it's, it's coming. I think it's coming to a head. We're going to see what, what happens. I don't know if it'll be before November or after November, but... You know, it's, it seems to be ramping up the whole contact, the whole contact thing. I mean, I saw Greer's film. I actually really liked it on the C5s. I mean, there's a lot of people making contact on their own all over the world. That's ramping up. I mean, people like, well, what do you make contact- of that guy? You've been, you've been so deep in that, not so deep, but you know, you've been in that organization. I mean, there's so much, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, he's like Foolery. so much, he's like so many of those guys, he's 95% like spot on you want to legit yeah. and then he's yeah. that creepy five percent culty yeah. yes yeah i don't know this, i i'll defend him i don't care about the money he charges and all that he's put his he's put a, decades and decades into this into this disclosure into the movement 
He gets a pass. And people have been making contact all over the place. I don't know if that, I mean, Chris Knowles would say, don't even try to do that. I kind of got, I kind of got off that whole wagon for a while there. Cause I'm like, I don't know, man, this is he like, this is not, this might not be the right way to go. But then, you know, it is increasing. It is, it's increasing in the organic grassroots contact community. And it's also increasing for, you're seeing sightings now all over the place and the mainstream media is not really making fun of it so much anymore. So it's become part, it's all of a sudden become a normal part of our culture. Disclosure has pretty much happened. It's so, just like all of a sudden we're being brainwashed into, like, you know, we're going to look back and we're going to go, you know, in, in, okay, let's Hol- talk, in let's Holland, talk they've dirt. got 1.5 meter rule being inst- instated in the hall. I mean, how is that? slipping through all the stuff that's slipping through. Let's talk dirt on people. Let's talk dirt on people. We don't have anything else to do. We're we're in the evil zone. anyway. So Grant, I love Grant. Obviously I love Grant Cameron, but I kind of feel like I kind of got taken for a ride (laughs) by Grant Cameron and Ray Hernandez with that free stuff. The Edgar Mitchell free organization. ET's got a bad rap. ET's are really nice. ET's here to help. And, you know, the complete denial of the evil ET. And, you know, I don't know if you saw the interview I did with Dolan, but I thought Dolan made a good case. And just in general, I think that's just falling apart. The, you know, the the Grant Cameron, Ray Hernandez, there's no evil ET. Don't say that. ET's a liberal. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what are you... What about just, I'll, I'll leave, I'll, I, won't, I won't draw you into that, but what about the, you know, that just, it, it feels creepy to paint E.T. as the savior, as the, you know, the, the bringer of spiritual light kind of thing. Man, that, He's that a sounds new Jesus. like a, I, it, c- kind of. Well, and then that'd even, be the fucking ancient aliens that people would love that. Well, if Jesus just comes cruising back in and he's a little gray alien and he's got his free energy UFO and Stephen Greer's his ambassador and it costs <laughs> $10,000 to meet him. <laughs> I think Grant's, Grant's making it more about, uh, isn't he combining all these experiences into the same spiritual experience? Basically, there's 78 ways or 79 ways or whatever he's saying to make this contact. So I he feel is. like he's, I feel like he's moving away. But he's from also quoting, ET he's quoting, he's quoting you right out of the free study and he's going, look, yeah. it's not evil because yeah. 78.2% of people said it wasn't evil. Yeah. And I'm just starting to really wonder about those numbers. Yeah. And the Greer, I mean, he'll, he'll say it's all, it's all good as well. I mean, that's what kind of got me. We had we had the we had these people on. It was a great show. It was Allies of Humanity, and they've been doing these channelings for quite a while. And they've been warning, uh, ET warning people of making contact with other ETs, and that really got me thinking that that we know that the government's been playing around with this stuff. And why why aren't they helping us with disclosure? Why aren't they helping us with whatever problems we have? Instead, you got to go out and make your own little contact here. Meanwhile, the government's making deals in the back or other organizations are, I mean, it really got me thinking about what, what, what's going on here. You know, did you guys interview the guys from extraordinary, the seating? Yes. Uh, Yes. That was really good as well. You did a, you did a great job. That movie. What'd you think of that movie? Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting. 
Yeah. I thought it was so interesting. I mean, how do you how do you stand up and go, that's not true? I know. I know. It's just yeah. I haven't seen it. But wait, did we it was seventy eight percent of people that said ETs weren't evil, so we just said, Okay, they're not they're good. It's a democracy <laughs> thing. <laughs> that was my point. That was my point too to Ray. That's a right, pretty well, big percentage well, that doesn't think so. But that yeah, he, what about but, the 15% that are getting fucked in a my lab? You that's, know? Only I mean, a, I mean, that's only the sample size, too. I mean, that's that's alarming. But they no, they had a reason for the rest of the rest of them eventually come around, I think it was. There was something about the most of the rest of them come around. To evil? Or no, they, no to, to thinking not, that it's good. Well, yeah, so do fucking slaves and Stockholm <laughs> syndrome fucking people. <laughs> Abusive spouses, you know, you know, like they all come around eventually or they don't. I'm not sure, you know, that's the problem. Maybe democracy is evil. Whole mob rule thing. You know, it's really not that far off of mob rule. I was I was I was surprised you didn't get an answer in about about Grant uh, Cameron talking about the ET's politics and stuff. How there was give him an example of uh an ET yeah. politic that isn't liberal. Like, really? My favorite Grant Cameron thing. <laughs> what was about the, their free the will to come in? Uh... And, and hold it. Let, let's just make sure we understand. Grant Cameron is fantastic. Canadian. Oh, yeah. sure. 100%. He has, he has done research. He has moved the ball down the field as far as anyone else. So, you know, but we got to police our own little corner of the world here. So it's like, yeah, you know, you can come back on. He has oh yeah, he, 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 you guys had time. a great chat. I mean, you're, you know, at the end you're laughing, you're but you were you had a pretty good argument there. It was pretty. And now good, he's not know? doing interviews anymore. Thanks, Alex. No, that was after. <laughs> after. Oh, was, was it after? after? Yeah. <laughs> he's back. Is he back to doing interviews? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's coming out with a book pretty quick here, and maybe that was why. And Alex wanted to pick his brain about evil again. So, I mean, it's a really you know. I always liked his comment about he talked to the Skunk Works guy and they said they had the technology to take E.T. home. That's always intrigued me. Yeah, Ben Rich. Ben Rich. So yeah. who's Ben Rich? He's a, He was the head of Skunk Works. So he the, must have just min- been trolling him or what's going on? What do you I mean? Like, well, I don't know. Dude, what, it's that was a breakaway civilization. I know. that. How, how far do you think technology's got since then? Not far That's enough. That's why Trump's going to release the free energy. Ugh. You, you know, the other Grant Cameron story. We made it I an love. hour and 10 minutes before Graham's, Graham got to Trump's going to save the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll say the other Grant Cameron story that I really like that not enough people picked up on, but Grant, and you know, Grant's like, like we're saying, Grant's legit. I mean, he's heavy duty in the UFO stuff. And he said one time he got the, the, the meat, the sit. I said, Hey, Grant, come on in, buddy. Dude, you are the you are the shit, you know. We want to work with you. We are going to start feeding you like this super secret information that nobody knows. And Grant in his very Canadian where is he? he's like north of Minnesota, right? He kind of Yeah, yeah, he's from Winnipeg, Winnipeg, yeah, yeah. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. He goes, "Hey, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't give me anything you're not giving to anybody else." No thanks. I love it. I love oh, that was like yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Like fuck you. Don't play that game. You can play that game with everybody else. No, I just do my thing. Here. I'm fine. Go play that game with the Blink One Eighty Two guy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is Blink One Eighty Two, right? Yeah. 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 What's his name again? Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. Long and Dong Peter Lavenda. Peter Lavenda. Yeah. I just did a long interview on the Peter Lavenda story too. It's very interesting. 
So you think disclosure is coming this year? I mean, it's a big well, it's year. Already here. Well it's already here. Or we're past disclosure. Yeah, it's already here. It's slipped, they slipped it by. After disclosure? You know, Graham, you're the first person I've heard. This is like one, one litmus test I already have. When somebody talks about UFOs and they don't mention Trump, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, he's, I don't care if you don't like him. You do yeah. not like him. He's the president of exactly. the world exactly. and you're not factoring him in. Yeah. You'll talk all day long about, you know, Oh, all the great department of Jensen, you know, we're going to pay the venom and we're going to release it. It's like, all, you know, like Hillary won or something, you know, like, you oh, yeah. think that guy has some say in it. Oh, well, especially with his uncle and Tesla. I mean, come on, there's some connections. There's gotta be connections there. But I mean, the, the thing that tipped me off was when these guys in the disclosure movement, like Bassett and uh, who's the other guy that got so upset, so upset when Trump won. They were un- like, I was like, wow, these guys cared that much. They're really putting it all on Hillary that much to be so hateful. Like no matter what your political thing is, that was like, that was really alarming to me that the UFO community had that much at stake with, uh, with Hillary yeah, and Podesta. Yeah. Here we are four years later. Yeah. <laughs> and look at how far we've come with UFOs. Well, Jared, we've right got disclosure already. <laughs> I'm going to be going to the moon for lunch in three years. I can't wait. <laughs> that could be the, I mean, that could be the way he gets out of I'm, this. I'm, I'm, you know, I said I was going to stay out of politics, but I might have to endorse Kanye if he runs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see yeah. Kanye Elon does fuck it. That yeah, should be their no. slogan. Cause fuck it. <laughs> Favorite Kanye line is 400 years. That's a long time, you know, because <laughs> and it was so deep. It was so deep, you know, because they were going, Oh, you know, you're talking about, you know, your people, Kanye, for 400 years. You know, he's like, It was subtle, it was really subtle. And I thought it was really powerful because he's saying, like, That's a long time. Yeah, he's just saying you really think it's just kind of a straight line like that of you know, 400 years. We've done nothing. It's such a put down, you know, I don't want to get into that, yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. but he's like, oh, I am so much more than for you to put me in some box. I mean, it is so condescending, so freaking condescending to say, gee, for you, uh, uh, you know, if, if you say it with the wrong accent, you sound like a KKK guy. But if you say it with another accent, you sound like a super pow- empowered woke person. Oh, you've been oppressed for 400 years. And kind of goes, I ain't oppressed. <laughs> you know, I got shit going on, you know? Yeezy. Are you going to write a book on good next? Man, I... I don't know. It might be good. Does you? I mean, you're going to end up with this down in the bottom good. of this dungeon, and it'll help you crawl back up. You could That's do it like says. You could do That's a book report says. on Everyone the miracle like, you know, show you're, you're be, watching. Like no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel. Like, I don't there, feel like but... depressed or anything. You know, it's like I don't. <laughs> it's because you're. It's because you're interviewing people and talking about stuff. It's like, in a lot of ways, it's it's more empowering. You know, to like. It's, it does come back to what we were saying earlier. You know, when you're that punching bag, you know, it, it, that's the worst is to at least set your feet and go, okay, I, I do see what's going on. And like in this, we do not have to engage in this, you know, like 
again, we were saying off air at the beginning, hey, you know, well, so the worst case is they want a one world government and they want to poke everyone in the arm. That's the worst case. Like, I don't want that, but like. Well, that's not the worst case. That's the first stage of that. That's the first stage. I don't care. I I mean, how is that? How is that affect my, uh, my life review, (laughs) my my life review when I die? Right. Yeah. That's interesting. In, 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 in the next 10 lives that I'll live, you know, how, how, impactful is that to that? Well, if you get the jab, you might not get the life review. I mean, that might be uh, taking the fucking soul right out of you. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. That's something it, might be, it might be worse than we think. See, now, it's going to rewrite your RNA, is, your DNA. I mean, it's it's not this like, this is, isn't exactly. your traditional vaccine. This is like, we're going to fucking put something in there and it's going to rewire you. No touching. Just well, like they do to food and all the rest of it. So... It, and in a way, you know, that's what like uh, this this book is really about, because I don't have any answers, but it's like until we can start having these conversations and move towards, you know, something that sounds a little bit more like science. Like, you know, you look at you look at near death experience, near death experience. Science has shifted, has to repeat the analogy, has moved the ball down the field. Yeah. Right. You think differently about consciousness. You can be, you can rest assured that consciousness extends beyond bodily death. Proven conclusively, scientifically, no question. Anyone who spits out this stuff, it's not really dead. No, by the best scientists we have, they say, yeah, it's 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 a bad term, near death experience. They should call it death experience because it's exactly. clinically certain dead. death. It should be certain death. Experience. Cer- yeah, yeah, certain death. You know, we studied it in a cardiac arrest ward. So we really nailed it down. These people are dead, you know. So, but that advances things really for anyone who wants to look, you can gain a lot of, you know, think of all the superstition and all the, you know, phony baloney religious stuff. Now you can point to a body of research and you go, oh, wow, you know, I, I can feel pretty confident that you take the, the reincarnation research, you know, University of Virginia, Jim Tucker. You can look at that with confidence and say, well, there is some reality to that. I might not know everything that it means, but it shifts the reality. We can do the same thing here in understanding this kind of light darkness thing. If we can just make that kind of progress, and it's not, like I just said, it's not uh, unreasonable to think we could because we, we have in these other areas. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that specifically, Graham? Yeah, I agree with you. I think we can move it down the road. I think that's why even putting this effort and this intention into that subject creates, I think there's a metaphysical effect on that. And you're already pushing it down the road. And people are going to, you know, that with the the memeology that's going on right now and with, with the rest of it bringing it to everybody's attention, I think that's a combination of uh, we're going to look back at this and people are going to have more of a handle on the evil that's happening underneath our noses. I think that's, I think it's great. I think it's perfect timing for you to start this. I mean, honestly, you started this before all this, all this other stuff is coming to light, but I mean, it's, it's out there now in the mainstream, what's been going on. And now it's just for teasing, teasing out what, what, what's truth and what's, what's been uh, fabricated through disinformation. So I think it's good timing for all that. I mean, maybe that's part of that book is discerning uh, fear versus Truth, you know, because a lot of that stuff I think is is from both sides of it. You know, it's they're pulling you, pulling your emotions both ways. Ah, it doesn't exist. Oh, it really, it's really bad. You know, but it's somewhere in the middle there. 
totally. More more than people, more than the average. So from that family. direction, then like a little patience is in order. But by then we'll all be in fucking FEMA camps. Sometimes I think that is part of the problem, you know, like when I see people wanting to tear down Western culture, I just like, you know, maybe if we, if we just gave this another, like, you know, 50 or 60 or 70 years, though, it might get someplace really great. <laughs> because if I look at like the last 50 or 60, I mean, I mean it, it might not too. And I mean, it's tough to say, but we're sort of at this place with our culture where we want everything right now and we don't really want to wait and we don't want to, you know, put in a ton of work for it. And we don't want to deal with the shit that's left over when we're done opening it or having it. We just want to discard that and, and get a new one when it, you know, we're kind of at that sort of place where we don't have any patience. So we just want everything right now, including our perfect world. And that might cost us everything. Well, like we were saying before, I mean, when your counterculture is supported by the mainstream media, the corporations and big tech, it's not really a counter revolution. And when it's, yeah. I would argue that it's, kind, it's, it's kind of been co opted. And I would argue that it's, if it's supported by the president of the United States, it's probably co opted as well. Yeah. You know, Darren, I have to say, I, I heard a little bit of bargaining in there. Like, you know, when they talk about the stages of grief, you know, you're like, man, just give me 50 more years, please. Let me get out of this thing. And then you guys can do whatever all you want. Bargain. <laughs> Don't let it go away. Well, I mean, I, I'm fine with tearing it down. It's just uh, weird. It's, it's just weird I mean, to be in CNN being turned down this way. Like, yes, I think we've all wanted to see some sort of collapse or revolution because it's needed. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things going wrong with the system, but to see it happen this way, it's pretty disappointing. I mean, I'm an Indian. The Agreed. Canadian government hasn't done me any fucking favors, but I mean, it could be worse. And maybe it's headed <laughs> in the worst way. But then when you talk about all those other things, those are all, you know, we're moving the ball down the field on everything, including fascism. And maybe the, maybe it needs to happen in this way and to wake and people all up. That terrible I mean, stuff, maybe it so. needs to happen for the, the hypocrisy to be shown and the evil to come to the surface. We've it tipped needs the to be table shown. up I and mean, everything's rolling down the field. So how do we stop certain things yeah. in their tracks? Like evil and fascism and corporatism and the corporate takeover of the free world and all of that shit. Hey, Darren, you know, I did a I did an interview. I really like this guy. He's so controversial and people so hate him. Have you ever heard of Kevin Annette? No. The Canadian up there who exposed the residential school thing and the tens and tens of thousands of, uh, what do you call them? We call them Native yeah, the Americans. Cl- well, I don't know. I get away with calling us Indians. But you oh, I, I listened to it. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the last yeah. one of those only closed like 24 years ago. They, 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 they killed kids they, they raped them on large scale indoctrinated all that shit yeah it's terrible yeah and they experimented on them did all that stuff and then the thing you know the like the, the thing really me is then they did the truth and reconciliation committee you know so canadia got out there okay we're gonna we're gonna straighten this out and we're gonna have a truth and every all the truth's gonna come out you know they do it and they said we're modeling this after the South African reconciliation. And we're not going to prosecute anyone. And, and, and it's such another mind fuck trick, right? Yeah, and this yeah. is 20 years ago, this happened, right? But what they said is, because it sounds good. Oh, they're Nelson Mandela. They're modeling it after that. And you go, but, but wait a minute. I mean, you're telling me that priest 
that took the leg off the piano and beat that little eight-year-old girl to death right in front of the woman who signs a sworn affidavit that says that it happens. And he says, we don't need that little frickin' squaw in church. We need you because you play the organ and we need the music. Now, why did we have to give him a total pass on this in the, in the rec to, to, why was that necessary to, to reconcile this truth? We had to not name names, not subpoena anyone. Cause if you look at Kevin's work, Kevin names names. He says, this is the name of that guy who did that. And here's the sworn affidavit that I sat and witnessed and signed as a witness of the person who will go to court and say that that happened. And he's got one after another, after another, but Oh no, we got the truth and reconciliation and it's all, it's all okay. Now church and state combined to, you know, decide to, you know, pick on a group you're familiar with or there, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter which group it is. It's just one that, well, you know, yeah. And I mean, you could argue that we're watching it happen right now in real time in Palestine. Totally. Yeah. Uh, or, well, or we're with Ghislaine. Except, too. except mean, we're doing it in such a way where we're doing it in the 20th, you know, 21st century and everybody knows about it. And it's like, you know what, would we have acted any different if it was the Indians? Probably yeah, not. And it's not just, it's not just in Palestine, right? I mean, you Yemen. Pick, yeah. We could pick all sorts of places around the world, but it's just surprising that it happened in Canada. And the small that, town and Canada kind of. Like Port yeah, Alberta, it's no, not. Well, it was a national. It was a national thing. This truth and reconciliation thing. That was the national. You know, and whoever was the phony baloney PM up there, you know, it gave the big statements and all that. But the, the thing that got me, and like, we don't have to name names. That's the first line of the thing. It's like, okay, you you, you tortured, murdered, sexually abused, and did illegal illegal experiments, but. Wait, why don't we have to name names? Why don't we have to subpoena? Why don't we have to seek prosecution on this? Again, it, it's just another example. Like we think we're in the middle of something unique and we are, but man, there's so many stories that of where they've been playing this game all along. They're just super good at, at this one. This is like coup de gras. Yeah. They can't hide it anymore though. Cause they've got mean magic in the way. I mean, they do, oh, they, they've got, no, I mean, they pe- more people than ever know a little bit about what's going on. They see it subconsciously coming through their friends and their, they, they can't censor everything off of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that. They're seeing it now. This has never ever been before been happened where everybody has access to some of this information because it's not hard to use their own information against it. This is the beauty thing about memes. You're using their data. You're using their websites. The hypocrisy is so blatant. You're using their own quotes and statements, their own videos getting up there and saying it and you're putting it out there for people to, Hey, look what he said three months ago. Hey, look what he said two months ago. Hey, look what he said last month. Corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> it could come out. I mean, it, it, it you know, it could it work out. Different. I don't know. It's different. Yeah. It's, it's different with technology, with memes, with the people awakening. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, speaking I gotta of, have that faint hope. Anyways. Speaking of memes, how come your governor got to keep his winery open on the weekend, <laughs> but made everyone else close theirs? <laughs> Seems <laughs> fucked up. 
I mean, I, I've given up on trying to apply, <laughs> apply any logic to any stuff. I mean, it's just like, please. It's bizarre world. Isn't it funny how quickly it did, it just fell apart? I told you oh, it was a house of cards. I've been saying it's a house of cards for years, and now it's just blowing over in the wind. Yeah. A little no, COVID blew into town and knocked over the house of cards. People are panicking. They don't need to, they don't need, they didn't even need to bring in FEMA because we all just started ratting on each other. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, whoever, like, what? whoever. What do you mean? Oh, a snitch line. Fucking, what do you mean we got 20,000 calls? It's unbelievable to me. Yep. I'm happy I live in a community that doesn't seem to play that shit. Yeah. And if they do, we'll rind them up. <laughs> we'll round them up and do, send we'll them to the camp. Them <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Well, guys, we've given everybody just such a positive uplift. It's all right. Hey, every once in a while, we got to do it. That's right. When are you coming to visit, Alex? You know, that's gonna off the table. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I don't to visit anybody. Why don't you I'll meet you in what? Oregon or in Nevada? No. I'm not coming to California. Or I'll, I'll well, actually yeah. I will. I'll meet you in Northern California, but I'm not going as no, far south just, as San Francisco. Wait, let me turn the webcam out here. You can see the beach from my house. Don't do that. They it's might awesome. pinpoint your house. I'll be at the be picketing you. It's it's beautiful. We have the M16 set up in the back in case anyone scales the gate. You come out here. We'll get you on a surfboard. Have you ever surfed? Uh, no, I've skimboarded. Done some skimboarding. Actually, we'll my get, buddy Dave we'll, Matheson's trying to get me down there too. Is he far from you? No, he's up in Northern California. Did you, we had it. Did you listen to the interview I did with Matheson? I haven't, no. <laughs> another, another classic one-off. I've spent the last like nine months of my life in the Dune universe, and I just wrapped it up like two weeks ago. The book? All of the books, like the whole saga. I think it was like 13 books, like 20 hours long each. Audio uh, audio. Books. Yeah, audio, audio books. Well, you drive a lot, don't you? Yeah. I drive quite a bit, and I... In the house, poking around. I'm just listening to whenever I get a minute. I drive a ton between work and hunting and fishing and just life. I drive and retire. So I always hear your stories. I mean, it's like, it, it's so stereotypical of, uh, you know, Canadians, right? That's a, oh, yeah, we took a little 12 mile, 12 hour jaunt over to here, you know. Oh, yeah, it was okay. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, we never drive like that in our life. <laughs> it's beautiful. We should drive up and meet in Oregon someplace. I ain't driving nowhere, man. I don't I don't even get in a car. I just <laughs> ride my little bike around. Nice. That's awesome. What about fly? Do you fly? Well, you, we're going to fly to Florida. Florida's probably going to be closed for a while. Yeah. Mickey ain't no, going to let anybody in for a fucking while. That's for sure. Christmas. Christmas? Is that what he said? Or that's what that's, you're saying? That's what they said. That's what they said. That's what they said? Yeah. Jesus. But that'll be wave two. No, no, because then they'll have the the, they'll have the, the jab. Yeah. So the we'll jab. need our, our certificate of immunity before we can exactly. go into the Church of Humanity or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you'll okay. get the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Even if it's microscopic, I'm going to say, no, nah, just give me a barcode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me the old-fashioned one. Give me the old-fashioned one. Yeah. <laughs> you fucks. I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. Right on. Well, 
what else we got to get to before we wrap this up? I'm good. When's the book coming out? October. October? Yeah. It's right on, on pre-order, though. Is it? Really? Pre-order your copy. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll definitely com. plug it when it comes out. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Alex. And thanks for doing all you do, all your great shows. And, man, being out there on the front lines. You guys, as long as you guys are with me, I'm there. You bet. It's so awesome, man. I love your music, guys. It keeps getting better and better. Oh, it's so good. All those jingles and the songs and all that stuff. Yeah. Talent. Great. We got a great community. Talent. I don't have any of that. Great community. I don't have any yeah. of that either. We just got people that send us fantastic stuff. They're the best. We love you guys. We love you too, Alex. You're one of those people. You're one of our oldest running subscriptions. You're still on the when we still accepted Canadian money. Cool. It's a actually the the very first Canadian subscription or Alex. He finally got a new credit card and it dropped off a while ago. So it's just he switched to a new one, but it was just sad to see it go. Our very first subscription just What are you gonna cool. do? You cool. start bitching about COVID and protests and stuff like that, and people get pissy. That's okay. That's it. If we were in it for the money, then we'd be uh, telling you to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, buddy. check out skeptico.com. All right, guys, it's great. Yeah, Hanging thanks for all your support. It really was. Yeah. Thanks, I do buddy. leave feeling better, even as, as awesome. dark as it is. Awesome. So cool. It's always thanks, darkest buddy. before the light. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. it. See Bye, you. Alex. Bye. That was a chat with Alex DeCaris. What'd you think, buddy? That was good. I got a little pre, uh, he sent out the pre-book. It's uh, like half, like sort of half written, maybe three quarters written. Got a chance to read it. Pretty good. So I recommend it to people. When it comes out. Especially for people that don't listen to podcasting, because there's a lot of his, uh, his uh, podcast content in the book. And it's really good. He's got Knowles in there and Miguel Connor and a lot of the guests that he talked about. Yeah. Check it out. Of course, if you haven't checked out Alex's podcast, head over to Skeptico.com or search Skeptico with K, any place that uh, podcasts are found and all his stuff. Of course, we were listening to Skeptico and was one of the influences on us starting our podcast. Definitely, yes. I sent him an email about UFOs like 10 years ago now, I think, or 12 years ago. I think like I seen an email fucking from way back in the day when I was searching something a while ago and I was talking about how Skeptico was one of the influences on the show, like back in like 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So we wouldn't be here without guys like Alex. Yeah. Cause He's he, a huge fo- help, cause he huge wasn't support. into UFOs. He was a bit skeptical at the beginning and he switched. He just follows that data and he switched over, you know, that's, he was, he literally turned a corner on that. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, no. Flip flop, yeah, maybe flip flop, but not just flip flopped. flop back. He just flipped. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Don't flop. Yeah, I flip flop. You're like a beached whale. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh, no problem. So yeah, big thanks to Alex for coming on the show. Check out all his stuff. He's got what was his other book? Why science is wrong about just about everything. Or yep, yeah, check that out. Check out his podcast. And uh, while you're on the internet cruising around, check out our support page, grimeamerica.ca slash support. Help us pick up some of that COVID slack by signing up for a subscription today. Monthly, buck a month, two bucks a month, 50 bucks a month. I think the highest monthly right now is 69, so you could try and beat that. Wow, that's fantastic. But we'd be happy Holy with shit. a buck a month. Yeah. 
It'd be wonderful if all of you signed up for a buck a month. We could do a lot more of this kind of stuff. And we love you. We love the people that do support. We love you all. But if you're a supporter, we love you even more. So if you want some of that extra Grammarica love, grammarica.ca slash support. Sign up today. If you're getting some value from the show, maybe you're not. Maybe the show sucks. In that case, don't support. show doesn't suck, support. Review the show. Get up to 1,000, right? We want to do that. Yeah. I didn't check what we're at, but I think we're at like 900 and some. So review the show wherever you can. Uh, those are just the iTunes ones that I'm numbering. But, I mean, you can review it everywhere else, too. It doesn't hurt to have reviews and ratings, all that stuff. Check out the chats, grimerica.ca slash chats for all the up-to-date stuff. That's a good place to touch base with us. There's a spam gram room in there now. So if you don't want to email them, you can just leave show content in there. And yeah, it's good to be in there because we're working on a couple other things. Like I think we're finally going to join, jump off the cliff and join the Fediverse and get a Mastodon going. And I think that won't just be Grimerica. We're going to combine with the whole sort of crew from the unions and the unwanted with that. And we'll just get a whole sort of sidebar to Twitter and all this other bullshit. And uh, yeah, so join the chats, sign up for the newsletter, support the show, be kind to each other. You got anything else? That's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.
Rage against the machine. 